Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with And welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the podcast where sometimes, like, people are really creepy and make like <laughs> voodoo dolls of us that get turned into monsters. No, 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 I need to, I need to stop you right there because this is not the podcast where sometimes we're creepy. We're not creepy. Are you sure? <laughs> Says you. Are you really sure? Is that a, is that a claim you really want to make? Two seasons of Power Rangers in about our podcast. I'm sure you've been creepy at least <laughs> once. <laughs> Wow. Wow, I didn't realize you felt Not that you way. you like, specifically, I, Joel. Jeez, oh, mm. I... Also, you specifically, Joel. Also, let's not bullshit ourselves. Just simple law of statistics with how much you've spoken over the, oh my god, how many fucking episodes of this bullshit are we into? I think this is, like, 113. Oh god, have mercy on all of us. That kind of bonus stuff, hours. like when we did the movie, and... Yeah. Oh god... Anyway, let's introduce ourselves. I'm your host. I'm Mike. Fun fact, first Zach uh, forgot he had plans with his wife's family, so he couldn't come in this week. <laughs> then Luke volunteered to host in his place, and then he didn't show up either. So now I have to host with zero prep. Let's see how it goes! By the way, anyone trying to keep track of the uh, order of succession for Teenagers Attitude, don't bother. It's a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just literally, if Zach says he can't be here, somebody else volunteers. Usually me, usually not Michael. always. Yeah. But in any case, let's meet everybody else. First up, let's meet our two still-around regular hosts. I can't believe we're capping off fucking season two with as many regular hosts as we have guests on the episode. <laughs> God damn no, it. that seems right. All right, first of all, let's welcome back Joel. Hey, uh, Mike, it's good to have you back. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, unlike yes. literally everyone else on this fucking podcast, am not used to missing two weeks in a row. Fuck But it you. finally happened. I was on the last one, but we had way too many goddamn people. <laughs> fuck That's you. That's true. And it's, that guy telling me true. to go fuck myself is Matt. I'm cranky and I'm irritable, and my name's Matt, and I'm only cranky and irritable because I had to wake up early, because I figured, man, it'd be really weird if we didn't have all, everyone together for the season two ender. So I'm I'm be I'm pull up my pig boy pants and I'm gonna go to the season two and and no one fucking showed up. 
Well, half the people showed up. We all had to wake up early, Matt. <laughs> uh, yeah, say that. I know. Yeah, you're waking up at, like, fucking some bullshitty awful hours, too. I don't know why you're here. I would be, my ass would be asleep in bed. I'd be like, man, fuck TWA. It shows garbage. Only idiots listen to that shit. Just for the record, Simon's missing because of work. He didn't really have a choice. Yeah, I'm assuming Simon was oh, either Simone was either work or like kid related stuff. He typically has the best excuses for leaving. Yeah, usually when he's not here, he has actual like actual adult responsibilities to take care of. Yeah. Do, do you think there are other podcasts out there that spend nearly as much time with the people present complaining about people that aren't? No, because most other podcasts, if people aren't present, they just throw up like a best of episode or something. They don't keep trucking through. <laughs> Most other podcasts don't have like seven hosts, so Listen, it doesn't really come up as much. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. Listen, nothing stops teenagers with attitude. <laughs> Are you crazy? Even things that theoretically ought to stop teenagers with attitude. <laughs> it's like the post office. All so, right. also joining us, Emily. Hi, Emily. How many in a row have you done now? Um, let me check the site. Uh. This is good radio. This is good radio. radio. It's fantastic Maybe fucking radio. I mean, Maybe Joel shouldn't have asked me a question. <laughs> yeah, how, <laughs> well, how dare I try to interact with the other people on this, you know, interactive yeah, how talking dare you? program? What's yeah. wrong with uh, you? Um, fucking also joining us, uh, a guy who we barely let get a word in edgewise last week, it's Ryan. <laughs> hey. Oh, my voice cracked there. Sorry, that was really weird. <laughs> My, I imagine the problem with that was Ryan, being a polite individual, didn't realize that you need to scream over other people. Just talk over them. No one gives a fuck. There are no rules here. Yeah. There are no laws. Yeah. Crosstalk is an important part of the Teenagers with Attitude flavor. <laughs> Alright, I'll keep that in mind. How are you doing, man? How have you been since last week? Um, good. Uh, I guess. I don't think anything really interesting has happened. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And also, joining us surprisingly for the first time, I honestly thought she had been on before, but apparently not, uh, joining us is Cassandra. Hi, hello. Howdy. Hey, so, since this is your first time on, and because, again, I had no chance for host prep, I don't have a starting segment, uh, why don't you you go ahead and tell us about your history with Power Rangers? By the way, I've been on since episode 103. Stroke. Okay, at this wow. point, I think you're I think you're more of a regular <laughs> than Matt at this point. <laughs> I will actually stab you. <laughs> oh no! Okay, that might so be true though. My actually. history with Power Rangers. Uh, Sorry, Cassie. That's okay. Good to know how many episodes you've been on. It's very important. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, when I was really young. For, like, I guess the first season and most of the second season, at least, I wasn't actually allowed to watch Power Rangers. Ah, I can relate to that. But not because it was violent, but because my parents thought it was stupid. (laughs) God. I mean, they're not wrong. Well, that makes more sense than a lot of reasons. No, that's that's an actual good reason to not let your child watch Power Rangers. It's, like, daughter and or son. This show is just fucking crap it sucks why would anyone <laughs> let their children watch it it's bullshit no that's a good reason <laughs> as far as i'm concerned they were doing their jobs there in this house we have standards damn it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i did watch the power rangers movie i don't remember if i watched i 
No, I didn't watch it in theaters, so I don't remember if I watched it like when it first came out on VHS or just later at some point. And then eventually I watched it. I was never like super into it, but I would, I would watch it whenever it was on. Uh, yeah. And I remember, like, for some reason I have a super clear memory of a Power Rangers episode where they were talking to, like, a blue mechanical owl. That's, like, all of Time Force, I think. Okay, well, I watched, oh, some, that... I watched some Time Force, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I, I've never seen Time Force, so when you talk about, like, talk about, like, a mechanical owl, I'm just like, wait, did... Did you confuse Power Rangers with like Clash of the Titans? Like, did that happen? <laughs> was that owl blue? Thing. No, but like it was a mechanical owl, and people talked to it. Okay, well this which owl is about this the owl best I've got. Fucking blue! It was a blue owl. <laughs> it was a blue ass owl. An incredibly blue yeah. owl. Yeah, because mechanical owls normally aren't blue, so that's what makes it distinct. I mean, I think mechanical owls normally aren't blue. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't no. really expect one to be. So I think is... I think mechanical owls normally aren't. What 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 color are mechanical owls? They're normally, normally like brown and white and black and right, like normally maybe some gray. Owl they, colored or mechanical colored? You know? Yes, they're normally colored like owls, as it turns out. All those colors I just described are typically colors associated with owls. I know Alfax. Okay, Owl give facts. us some Owl Facts. You, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. This is our new starting segment, <laughs> Owl Facts with Matt. <laughs> okay, Owl it's Facts. It's a hot Owl Fact. Owl Facts with Matt. I know Owl Facts. Owls make noises. They That's eat true. tiny woodland critters sometimes. Uh-huh. They are birds. So. That's uh-huh. Yes. Because they're birds, they have hollow bones. Owls can nice. be loud, but they can also be quiet. The one <laughs> owl called the barn owl is very good at, li- at listening with its face. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's it's good at listening with its face. How can you not understand okay. what I'm saying? The words I'm saying. Um, should, owls, should somebody stop him? Owls I, I don't tiny know. You're the one I think I already said the, that. We're still the elephant segment, owls so no, we can't stop him. Owls have sharp claws. They also have sharp beaks. Uh, There was an owl that lived outside my house, and it would make noises. I found it comforting. That's my favorite owl fact. That's true as far as I know. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just rename the podcast to Owls with Feathers. That's good. That's good. No. (laughs) Owls don't like loud noises or being shot. That makes sense. I don't either. Owls are very relatable. Yeah, no. Okay. Owls do like to drink water. Is that an animal that likes being shot? <laughs> um, deer maybe. They don't like being shot. No, deer don't like being shot. I can, oh I can God. confirm. Hey, hey, y'all, let's let's go ahead and talk about Power Rangers. How about a group that? Group of owls is called a parliament. I no, a no parliament. I huh. had to put effort into this. I good. want an official outro for Alfax. An owl okay. throw. <laughs> Oh. No, an okay. alfro is an afro for owls. That's another owl fact for you. Eric, just okay, just thanks. play the outro for owl facts, please. I don't I don't even care what it is. Just, <laughs> just, just fuck. Owl facts. Ah, uh, thank.
thank you. Okay, <laughs> so we are here to discuss the finale of season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That is season two, episode Wait. fifty-two. Yeah, Blue I think Ranger it really gone uh, bad. wraps up all the plot threads that this season has left hanging. So really brings everything together. Yeah, I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off. Really, there's just so much. Wait a second, where's where's Jebediah? Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought he was gonna be on again, Jebediah. Who? He's this really well, Mike, cool guy Mike that was on him. last he wasn't episodes. on any of his episodes. Yeah, yeah, so. no, I, I, it was episode, and I, I think only one's released, so maybe you haven't heard it yet. But yeah, like uh, he's a pretty cool guy. He was, he's, I don't know, he's, he's kind of handsome. He's, 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 I, I think we, I think back. we finally managed to banish him, hopefully forever. Oh, that's a shame. I liked them. Oh, um, I'm very confused, but okay. <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna talk about Blue Ranger Gone Bad, and. You know what, folks? Like, we're gonna we're gonna do this one more time, uh, because thankfully, like in, in seriousness, like leaving the sarcasm behind, this is the last time an episode, uh, a season of Power Rangers ends without any kind of like actual like wrap up of some kind. <laughs> like starting starting with the end of season three, like every single season end is either gonna be some kind of cliffhanger that sets up the next season. Or when we get to the seasons that are a bit more like self-contained, it will be a legitimate end to a season. But for now, it's just it's just a normal fucking episode of Power Rangers. Yep, it would have been better to end it on Wild West Rangers. <laughs> that was at least a two-parter. Yeah, I mean it. It gets weird in the ways that Power Rangers sometimes gets weird, but like by and large, it's it's just a fucking episode of Power Rangers. We actually start in art class and the first weird thing that happens is we actually meet a teacher that is neither Mr. Kaplan nor Miss Appleby. Holy shit, that's a good point. I did not consider that, but what the uh-huh. hell? Uh-huh. Uh, does this teacher have a name? Uh, Miss Binks, or Mrs. Binks. Okay. Uh, she is apparently the the art teacher, as as tends to happen in in schools, is like She's not, like, a specialty art teacher. She doesn't specifically teach, like, sculpting or painting or anything. She just does art. And, which is apparently what the students are working on. They're working on their... <laughs> They're doing some art. Which is not very yeah. common. Like, usually it's, like, the whole class is doing a painting. Or the whole class is doing, like, a sculpture. But no, like, literally it's, like, whatever the fuck you want. Incl- See, some art. 90% of what happens at Angel Grove High is just the few adults that still live in Angel Grove desperately trying to keep these, you know, bioengineered teenage human (laughs) weapons occupied so that their, you know, natural instincts to destroy don't kick in. Yeah. Man, I never thought sculpting would be this hard. Hey, me neither. (laughs) Nice, Billy. Mirror. No, (laughs) actually, it's a hologram. The image shifts depending on what angle you view it from. So make a pot or a painting or a hard light uh, construct. <laughs> Whatever, it's all fine. It's all Billy good. makes a fucking real ass fucking hologram. So let's, let's let's lead up to it because it starts out with Tommy showing off this like pot. Tommy's making that he some made. bullshit. I love this a lot. <laughs> I think he's trying to make a wooden vase and or a human head question mark. <laughs> he's not clear. He definitely later says that it is supposed to be a human head. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely just it looks might like a be pot, better though. as an alien or something. He's like, oh, I could probably pass it off as an alien head, is what he says or something at one point. I forget. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure what they have is just a pot, though, and they're trying to work with this prop. And he shows it to Billy, who's like, oh, well, you know, that is pretty good, Tommy, you know, for like 18,000 B.C. China. But, you know, here in the modern world, our art projects can be a lot more, you know, clever. It's, an, it's not an art project, by the way. Yeah. In reality, <laughs> it's meant to look like the head of a marionette because that's what the Die Ranger monster they're using is. It's a fucking... It's a fuck. I, I looked up the episode. It's a fucking creepy puppet who turns people into statues. Makes sense. Okay. Which I guess might be the inspiration for the statue angle in this episode? I, question mark? You know, that monster going around turning people into statues would have been more interesting than what we got, I think. I'm I like this episode, not actually. Sure that's true, yeah. It's yeah, pretty, I do like this it's one. Pretty, it's pretty good, bad. I mean, really, the point is, though, this monster's supposed to be a creepy puppet, and we really should have gotten more creepy puppet action in this show. And in most shows. You gotta look yeah. at creepy puppet action. You know, I <laughs> yeah. feel there's a story there, but I'm just gonna no-sell this line and say we should probably move on. I'm just saying, well, R.L. Really Stein knows what he talks about vis-a-vis creepy puppets. Okay, that's true. That's actually a fair point. And it's very appropriately 90s as well. Yeah. And sorry, Ryan, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? Well, I just said, well, you didn't really know sell it if you commented on it. <laughs> He's got you there. I think you just roasted like half of Matt's contribution to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, no, that's pretty much fair. Let's be fucking real here. Uh, in any case, so most of the class are just, other than Tommy making this weird fucking head vase question mark, most of the other students are just working on just regular ass art projects. Like Kimberly's making a painting and we'll... We'll see her painting at the end of the episode, don't you worry. Oh, yeah, Billy, I forgot about that. <laughs> so the prop is just like a, a compact disc with like a, an extra plastic bit on the top, but they add a special effect to where it makes a circular picture of the ocean, like with waves crashing on rocks, just appear in the air. And it's it's supposed to be just, it's a hologram. Yeah, and which is not an art project. He pretty much made like, like it's impressive and it's cool. But he made a display. Like Wait, he, I'm, so, he made, I'm sorry. Well, are you true. saying that? Are you saying that video can't be art? I mean, it, I'm pretty sure he didn't take this video though. He just like he just took he just took some random stock footage and then put it through a hologram. He made a TV, which I is don't impressive. Think, I don't think stock like, footage exists in the like post-apocalypse that is Angel Grove. He would have had to digitally recreate that. Um, that if scene. he did that, then okay, he made art. But like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Billy opened up 3DS Max and made an ocean. Okay. Yeah, but sure. also, like, there's <laughs> plenty... There's. Have you ever been to, like, the modern art section of an art museum? Like, there's plenty of displays and things that are literally just, here's an old CRT TV playing a video on loop, and this is an art piece. There's, um... Actually, th- that's the thing. Um, In yeah, the St. Louis Art Museum, know. where I was growing up, there's a display that's, like... You sit in a chair, and there's, like, a circle of, like, six or seven TVs around you, and it's, like, off-sync recordings of people saying lines like, I talk to you, you talk to me, we talk to each other, and it's all supposed to be dissonant, and it's supposed to be, like, representative of how, like, poorly people communicate with each other, but it's literally just seven TVs playing video on loop. Like, that that's that's kind of cool and clever, but, I mean, like, he's – it's just a footage of, of Waves – that he put on, like, a TV. It's like, he made something cool, but I don't know. If, yeah. if Cassie's well, I mean, right, like, that he, like, he, like, programmed and, like, made this, like, crashing wave effect, that's one thing. But yeah. I mean, you have a point that most of these, most of the people in the class are making, like, 
what you would consider traditional art, and then Billy made a bullshit science thing because he's Billy. Yeah. But, like, I, I'm not going to say it's not art. Okay. I mean, you're right. I shouldn't say what is it or isn't art, but I feel like Billy, like, was just like, fuck this project. I'm going to make a science thing. Now, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it is well within the purview of this podcast to finally settle once and for all the <laughs> what is art debate. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone is more qualified than the six people here right now. What do you think? What do you think, y'all? No. That sounds good. Yeah, no, let's do it. Uh, okay. We should, we should just have a poll and then... Okay, if wins. we actually start doing this, I will just put my headphones down and walk away and just make breakfast. I, I'm, I'm not doing it. Not this okay. morning. Art is pictures of cats and sculptures of birds. Birds that is like owls. Yeah, no, that's okay. accurate. That's the right, only all, thing. All in that favor are of that's ratifying so. Joel's definition of art, say aye. 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 All right, all settled. Right. Settled. Boom. Art has been defined. Nice. It's official. See, Eric, play the see, official art definition theme or something. I'm no I don't longer an artist because I don't do I any don't, of those things. Put them the I don't dictionary. understand why everyone's had so much trouble all these years. It's that easy. Yeah. So, uh, in any case, uh, Mrs. – you said Binks? Yep, Binks. All right. Mrs. Binks, uh, Binks. goes over to Bulk and Skull, who are making a sculpture of I, – I, they're trying to make a sculpture, a clay sculpture of a Power Ranger fighting a monster. I think what happened here is they got a taste of making monsters, and they really took to it. And what, <laughs> what they say is just covering for the fact of what they're really hoping is that what this monstrosity they're creating will come alive and be their son. Or sons. I can't tell if it's one or two things. It might be. But they're, they're saying the idea is that they're going to make a really pretty sculpture of the Power Rangers... And then the Power Rangers will show up to thank them, and then we'll jump them and una- unmask them. No, no, no. no. Jump them according and kill to, them. Yeah, according to Skull, they will behead them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does say yeah. that. Skull's just like, we're going to rip their heads off, and then we'll know who they so, are. This is taking well, a turn. who they were, more accurately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're maybe getting a little frustrated with this whole thing. And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, the bad it makes sense, because ostensibly they just move on to a whole new thing next season. I think they become cops or something? Wait, next season they become cops? That seems oh, like that a bit of a end. jump. I I think so. I, well, in fairness, I think they do it to impress chicks, which does seem okay. like a thing Bulk and Skull would do. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure season three of Mighty Morphin is when they become cops. I mean, if anybody knows otherwise, feel free to correct me. Well, but, the, I, I don't know. I the people don't. the people on this show who would be most able to answer that are not here. So let me just let me just look up Bulk and Skull cop season. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> are they still in, right, uh, are anyway, they not in high school anymore in season three? I, I believe so. They become like junior police is the thing. Oh, um, well, I've got a lot of that's issues probably a real that. thing. That's the thing is, I know that eventually in the show we get an episode that's like Billy graduates from high school. Um, and actually, I think, I think it does indeed go on long enough for all the other Mighty Morphin Rangers. It was the third season where they joined the Junior Police Force. It is the third season. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think it does eventually go on long enough for the Rangers to, uh, to graduate. Although by that point, I think we're into the latter half of Turbo. So it might be just new Rangers at that point. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure in Turbo they graduate. Yeah. Uh, but, like, we never actually see a graduation for Bulk and Skull. They might have just dropped out of high school to become police officers. Mm. That might have just happened. Yeah, okay. sure. That makes Why sense. Not. Yeah, no. 
Okay. Yeah. So also in this scene, and sorry that I'm jumping around again. I didn't know I was going to host. I didn't really take any notes. <laughs> um, at some point, we meet this girl named Violet. Hey, wow, that's excellent, Violet. Looks just like you, Billy. Uh, yeah, it, it certainly does. Um, thanks. <laughs> I guess. Yep. Oh, yep. She she oh, actually yeah. okay. Speaking we of people sure being do. creepy, she actually like mm-hmm. sort of sneaks up on the gang while they're looking at Billy's hologram, so that she can get a peek at it too. It's really weird. Okay, so uh, Violet is okay, folks. When when you when you have a crush on somebody, mm-hmm. some sometimes you drop them hints. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you drop hints. That's fine. Yeah. Violet, for her art project, makes a fucking foot and a half tall statue of Billy. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. To be fair, is it a statue of Billy? I mean, no. <laughs> it's it's a statue of a person. Have you seen the average like bronze statue of a celebrity? They're horrific. No. Like trying to make okay. a metal statue of a human being look anything like that human being or any living human being <laughs> is incredibly difficult apparently. Did she make this out of metal? Yeah, I, well it it looks like it's made out of plastic. Yeah. Okay. I think it's supposed <laughs> think it's to be clay. Also weird. clay. Uh but yeah, I I to, to to Joel's point, wasn't there recently some like famous like soccer player in the news who had a bronze statue oh. made of him and it was the most terrifying thing in the fucking world? <laughs> yeah, no, that happens pretty often. There's a um I think the I think the pinnacle of the form is there's a statue of Lucille Ball that looks like um it's um just finished like burning down a village and is reveling in the destruction of all mankind. Actually, I, I heard about that recently. They uh either recently tore that statue of Lucille Ball down finally or are about to, one or the other. That's finally coming down because it's just it's so fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, even plastic, like the it's this is like a as big as it is, it's pretty low detail. So yeah. it doesn't yeah. look so much like Billy as it does. God, I don't even know. Like a cryogenically a preserved host of a '60s game show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I could I could picture David Yost hosting a game show and doing an all right job at it. Like he, he's got the hair for it. <laughs> yeah, really, that's all you need. Is the hair. That's the only thing yeah. you really need. Not presents or anything like that. For a 60s game show? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think you just need to be creepy toward the female contestants at that point. That's all you really need. Oh, God. Uh, in any case, so speaking of being creepy, so Violet creeps on Billy a little bit. Maybe I'll see you at the gym? Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> um... As I said off air, like I've 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 drawn sketches of like people that I've had crush ons before, but like that's like a five minute sketch, like devoting like all this time into like sculpting the person you like, and it just seems a little. Yeah. There's some obsession before talking in there. to that person. Really, is this a little? She's just bit... like <laughs> my school project is a sculpture of Billy Cranston, the perfect human specimen. Yeah. <laughs> Gaze upon his glistening face and his rippling muscles. <laughs> he, he's the ideal human being, and we should all aspire to be like him. Oh, Billy, by the way, do you want to meet up at the gym later? And Billy's just like, yeah, okay, sure. That sounds great. Because if you say no, she might kill you. <laughs> and afterwards, she just starts licking the statue. 
And I really do get the implication <laughs> that Billy's like freaked out. Like, like the way they play this, they're like surprised to see the statue, and cr- and, they, and they seem creeped out. But like, that's not what the show's going for. But they seem like they're creeped out. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, it's the actor's awkward yeah, delivery. The actors could not hide their <laughs> uncomfortableness with all this. <laughs> Billy, Billy looks like he's about to scream. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, but, it's, it's something. <laughs> so has Violet been on the show before? She's no. kind of familiar. I don't know. It's very likely that we'll never see her again as well. Yeah. No way. There's I there's no way we're going to see her again. Yeah, both her actress and Mrs. Bink's actress are credited on Ranger Wiki as question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yep, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. we will never see either of them again. Oh, I was sure nope. Violet was gonna be the purple ranger. <laughs> she does seem to be going for that. That would have been pretty cute. I thought that would make sense. She does dress in blue, you know, because she's a love interest oh, yeah. for Billy, and they all have to do that. Uh, but in any case, eventually everyone gets over how terrified of Violet they are, and everyone clears out of the art mm-hmm. room. And then fucking Goldar <laughs> and Squat. <laughs> I love this. Yes. Why does Goldar bring Squat along for I this don't mission? Know. Squat's just kind of hanging out with them this episode. Why did for they some come reason. down here at all? What? <laughs> Why are either of them here? <laughs> well, when Goldar shows up, he specifically says, <laughs> The humans have all left the room. Goody, goody. <laughs> the statue is ready for your personal touch, mighty lord said. <laughs> They've just been waiting for everyone to yeah. think so they can show up here and, like, tinker around. <laughs> oh, that's good. I don't think I but, don't think they were sent down here to do anything. I think they were just bored and decided to crash the school together. I mean, they I specifically so. go for something, and they're like, "Oh, the statue's." Um, he says, "What well, is the statue ready for your personal touch, Mighty Lord Zed?" Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's like they were planning on the statue being here. Like, the, like they bit. saw her make it, and then they were like, "Oh yes, this is perfect." Well, I mean. Zed and Rita seem to come up with their plans on the fly, and this this one seems like more of a Rita plan, and she definitely just kind of wings it. Um, but she, she sends Goldar and Squat down, and they're like, hey, Lord Zed, you, we got a fucking statue of the Blue Ranger, and as you know, any like you can take anything and turn it into a monster of a similar likeness. So here's the fucking terrifying thing. Here's the fucking terrifying thing. Okay. If you could turn a piece of art representing one of the rangers into an evil ranger, mm-hmm. combine that with the fact that we have seen Zed make, you know, monsters out of like drawings of things before, is like, is every single potential like photograph of the rangers like a oh, monster? God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Here's the thing. Well, that's a p- potentially terrifying proposition as evidenced in this episode. Um,. The fake rangers kind of suck a lot of times. They're bad at their job. Yeah. <laughs> Great they're, they're bad at their they're job, not, but... They're not very good at their jobs. So Here's you the wouldn't... things, though. Here's the thing, though. Zed fucking loves making evil rangers. Oh, yeah. I yes. just thought of something, but continue. No, go ahead. Okay, what if everything Zed makes into a monster has some kind of importance to somebody? What if they have to be, like, totems? Like, they have to be, like... They have to have some kind of significance to somebody for him to, like, draw on. And because the statue was, like, 
lovingly crafted by, well, by lovingly Violet. might be the wrong wrong word for I it. I think but... lovingly is the right word. <laughs> I think it's lovingly just, is right. I think obsessively, and I think we should draw the difference between the two. I mean, it's not a good should, lovingly, but, but yeah. But also, Zed made a, made a monster out of a drawing of a high school mascot once, so <laughs> I mean... But the person who drew that, were they trying to like win a contest or something like that? Like I, I feel like... There was like some kind of like drive behind it, right? Okay, bouncing off There's of that. There's a lot of school spirit in there. Bouncing off of that, I want to see Zed make a team of evil rangers from a six-year-old's drawing of the Power Rangers. Because then there will be an oh. in-universe excuse for why they're shitty. And two, <laughs> yes. Zed is turning the like idealistic like dreams of a child into evil. Yeah, I, I want to see the real ass flesh and blood rangers fight like shitty rotoscoped like crayon drawings. Yes, exactly. Of the yes. That's, versions that's just of the them. dark it rangers, would be so good, basically. Yes, um, but yeah, like, like, they fucking they fucking wiggle like fucking chalk zone. That's what I want. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, to add to the question with the photograph, I think the average photograph doesn't have enough like feeling put into it. If it's like a really important photograph, then maybe like he'd be able to make a monster out of it. But I feel like maybe there needs to be some kind of like you know. Wait, so there needs to be something put into the thing. I've got a question a bouncing off of this photo theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are if the are... rangers get turned into a photograph, which has happened before, can Zed then turn yes. those rangers into a monster from that photograph? No, because it's implied that it takes like their actual like spirit, soul, essence, whatever the fuck, and puts it into the photograph as opposed to it being an inanimate object. We just talked about how like putting people's souls into something is what makes it able to make them a monster so maybe it would although i will say that no not no like that's more of a metaphor though this is literal true but like and also like when 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 bulk and skull kids had like the photograph the other monster like wouldn't photograph them to turn them into something so maybe it's like already been magicked so you can't like double magic it uh, yeah, I, thought, I thought the conclusion we arrived at there is it wouldn't take a photograph of them because they also had the photograph in their hands and that would create some like weird time loop paradox spatial sure, warp yeah. bullshit. Hey y'all, our theories on this thing are, are they're kind of bullshit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. terrible. Yeah. This I shit mean, up as we go. Mike, bullshit uh-huh. in, bullshit out. What do you expect? Exactly. Yeah, for real. That's true. Uh, at some point, uh, Zed did make a monster out of like a flea that was inside of a guitar. And it turned into a guitar monster. Yeah, that pissed yeah. me off. I the was very upset was about the, that. Was the totem, not the flea? <laughs> I'll say that for my theory. <laughs> but speaking of bullshit in, bullshit out. So Zed, actually, no, that's the thing. Rita's like telling Zed, "Hey, why don't you fucking zap this statue and make an evil Billy?" <laughs> and he starts to he starts to recite this shitty incantation. And like with with words like about how he hopes he can remember the words to it, the incantation. May rivers run red, the sun die to embers. A spell I shall cast if my lines I remember. Incantation, just make him a bad blue ranger. How difficult can that be? And Rita's just like, oh fuck your shit, and she <gasps> snags the, the staff. <laughs> it's so good. She snags Zed's staff and and zaps the statue into a billy. What I love about this is like there's it's a specific reversal of how they operate. Because Rita's the like witch who casts incantations, Zed's the bullshit <laughs> sorcerer who just zaps things. Like what I like is that it implies that the power to just zap something and turn it into a monster is not inherent to Zed. Oh no, it's the staff. And is in the staff. 
And like Rita, like if Rita just fucking swiped Zed's staff while he was asleep one night, like she would already have taken over. <laughs> I mean, I think she can just do that too. Anyway, yeah, so. I think I think she kind of already has taken over, and she just likes having Zed to push around. This whole scene is just that great, sounds about like, right. Because like after Goldar says like Mighty Lord Zed, he goes to the reader, and she's like Mighty Lord Zed is bullshit. Like she's just, like, <laughs> she looks so pissed off. And, there's like, actually there's actually been a trend recently of. Zed doing a lot of, like, just... The rangers will still be fighting the monster, and Zed will just, like, go wander off somewhere instead of staying to watch the fight, because he doesn't care anymore. And Rita will just be like, Zed, get over here! You're missing the the fun! And Zed just be like, oh, fuck, god damn it, I just... Nah. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just, just tired, okay? I'm just yeah, tired. Like, <laughs> Rita, Rita is still passionate about killing the rangers. Zed is just kind of bored now. No, see, Zed is where Rita was by the end of season one, just completely defeated by the like endless cycle of create monster, dis- monster gets destroyed. And like Rita's had some time off. She's back. She's revitalized. She's ready to go again. But Zed is just like, he's in that slump. So we get an evil Billy. What say you, human? Lord Golda. Silence! This is good. Now I shall capture the real Blue Ranger and put him to sleep forever. You will take his place and together we will destroy the Power Rangers. It's very good. Evil Bill is just like Lord Goldar and Goldar just goes, shut up. No, 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 no. What happens is he goes, Lord Goldar, and then... Squat interrupts and he goes silence the squat and I feel it's like he's like shut the fuck up I'm finally being praised right yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah he's finally got somebody giving him the respect he thinks he deserves yeah exactly oh, I thought he was saying that to Billy I thought I thought it was hilarious that it's like like this evil Billy's like first word is to like swear fealty to Goldar and Goldar's just like shut the fuck up you have a job to do. No, that'd be too badass for Goldar. Because no, what happens is he goes, Lord Goldar, and then Squat says something, and then, yeah, like, it's... It, I, I got more of the impression that he was, like, so excited that someone finally called him Lord Goldar. Yeah, no, Goldar loves this. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, just like, well, we have an evil Billy now, and he, he walks toward the, the camera while Goldar rants about how great it is that they have an evil Billy and his eyes glow red. Yeah, but, like, Billy, Billy is, um like, evil Billy, or whatever we want to call him, is, like, just, I love Evil Bully. Evil Billy. He's just like reveling in having flesh and autonomy and clothing and It's like, really good. Honestly, I think reveling is a little little strong. He seems kind of bored and disinterested. No, I don't know. I got a I got a no, sense he- of like you know, mild wonder. Yeah, I can get used to I mean, this kind of thing. He grins at the camera, but what I was gonna say to Matt's point. We have seen David Kranz sorry, we have seen David Yost, my bad. We have we have seen David Yost get fully immersed into playing an evil alternate version of Billy. Like we've seen him do that before. We know he can do it. We know he does a great job. In this episode, like we can tell that he's already just getting bored. He's long since gotten bored of playing Billy, like near as I could tell, because he's playing two different Billies and both of them are just like, eh, whatever. Like he just no matter which role he's playing, he just seems so, so bored so you're saying and this, just done this with everything. Billy formed from a statue is a little stiff in his portrayal. Jesus. No. Yeah. <laughs> the th- the problem is, so is the real ass Billy, though. I don't know, I, I kind of like how he plays uh, evil Billy, where he kind of just looks like he's just like kind of like devil may care. I I yeah, like he I seems was cool. I was willing to, to interpret it as um, evil Billy is trying to play things way too cool. 
Well, I mean, he also fucks it up like really bad by acting. Well, yeah, but like because playing it cool just doesn't fit what Billy is supposed to be on the show. So like, it's suspicious. But like, I I like what it's going for. Of well, I was designed after Billy, but I don't really know much about him. So I'm just gonna kind of be generic, like chill Power Ranger dude, and hope they don't notice. <laughs> yeah. Although we have we've also kind of reached the culmination of just we're not even pretending Billy's a nerd anymore. Like we're just not. He made a hologram. He did make a hologram. He did, but like he lost the glasses ages ago. Like the Billy speak is largely gone. He's he's dressed like like a normal ass human being. Like I like this is the I think it's because of the what ha- some of the stuff the evil Billy does later that it's just like at this point like he's he's not a he's not a cartoon nerd anymore like he's just he's just a dude what does science sometimes which is good for making him seem like a real actual character but bad for making him a distinct character on power rangers i don't know i kind of like no, Billy right. cranston hot action scientist myself but yeah <laughs> but in any case we cut to the park and like so, Adam and Kimberly are talking well, to no, Billy about, no, "Hey, like you should." No, no, no. Tommy is looking at his <laughs> yes. bullshit art. I was, <laughs> I was going to leave Tommy for last. I was setting up the rest of the scene oh, first. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So Adam and Kimberly are talking to Billy, and they're having they're having this benign conversation about how Billy should totally ask Violet out because clearly she has a crush on him. She stares at you all day in class. Man, Violet has a crush on you. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't really know what to say to her. Just ask her up. Seems really nice. You know what? You're right. I should just ask her to a movie. Perfect. <laughs> Definitely. And that's enough. It doesn't Very matter if she's a creepo. Yeah, like, yeah, Adam says <laughs> she was staring at you all day in class. Which, in, which <laughs> yeah. from Adam's perspective, is what you do when you like somebody. Because Adam also doesn't <laughs> know how to interact with human beings. Yeah. That's true. She, was, like she so? was staring at you and licking her lips. <laughs> and there was bloodlust in her eyes. She wrote your name 42 times on a piece of paper. <laughs> she, car- she carved Billy plus Violet in her skin. Wait, Adam, how do you know how many times there were at once? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, but also, yeah, while this is all going on... Tommy just kind of still has his weird fucking headface art project. Yep. Man, headface art project was my favorite album growing up. Like, that's just a '90s classic. <sighs> but this is this is you know the weird prop that they used to justify the Zed monster later, and so they're just having Tommy just carry it around <laughs> everywhere he goes. He's like, I can't show this to the whole class. Hey, maybe if I made him taller. Like they like they they can't seem to like it's. Yeah. Never know it's supposed to be human. That's it. I'll say it's an alien. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this fucking thing. It's so stupid. <laughs> they don't know it. what to say about it. They have no yeah, idea that's what the, they're that's doing. Yeah, that's the problem. Like they have it out of some sense of obligation and did not come up with anything for it. I I just paused nope. the, the episode and, and Billy's like looking over at Tommy like this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most I've been perplexed by a Zed monster like d- you know plot device prop. Since the pipe trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the pipe trophy. <laughs> the pipe trophy is really a gold standard for that. But yes, this is bad. The pipe trophy is still probably the, the single. Th- that's probably still the champion. But this is up there. Um, but in any case, putties show up as they are want to do. And, and we do butt stuff again. That's oh, yeah. No, the, the, putties, the putties have seemed to have um, recently gravitated towards the look at my butt entrance as their like standard. 
Yeah, they've done it like three times in a row now, and like they've kind of run out of ideas. Putties have had their sexual awakening, and now they're just very into it. I like the well, I like the idea that the putties have finally gotten together and been like, "Okay, guys, we we really need to standardize this. We're you know we're having a lot of fun here out here, but we keep getting our asses kicked. Maybe if we just you know <laughs> organize and you know come up with like a proper formation and everything, we'll be able to do better." And then and then like putty Steve in the back is just like, "Hey." I've got an idea. If we're known for constantly getting our butts kicked, maybe we should have an intro pose that represents that. Let's oh present our butts for kicking. <laughs> Great idea, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of weird, unintentional horniness, these vines <laughs> just start chasing Billy along the ground. <laughs> yeah, there's no explanation. It's just vines. No. Yeah, no. This does not ever get linked to anything or, like, even th- even a throwaway comment. Yeah. Just these weird, like, plant tentacles, like, slide across the ground, and they make a <laughs> noise yeah, they as they go. they make a really weird noise, Which, and they like, grab Billy, so, and like, just... The thing, the weird thing about that noise is, like, they're just, like, leaves on a vine. Like, rustling noise would make sense. The weird, like, sl- almost slurpy noise they have is baffling. Yeah, like, these, like, we've seen tentacle props on the show before. This is not that. This is, like, a decorative like, vine garland they got from, like, a Home Depot somewhere, and, like, they're just dragging it along the ground on a string. But in any case, the the end result is it, like, it it jumps off the ground and, like, wraps around Billy and, like, pulls him into a bush. And apparently that's the cover that they needed to teleport Billy away to Goldar's fucking weird basement. Yeah, his, <laughs> his, his taunting what? room. <laughs> his dark dimension. Yeah, we've actually, it's, it's actually kind of weird with, like, how many just throwaway pocket dimensions we've had in this show that the dark dimension is a recurring thing. Yeah. Like, just fucking Goldar's dark dimension is a thing that we have seen before, and I don't know. It's only because they have a uh, set again, for it, and they're like, we should use this. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many more times we're going to see it, but they it is like a consistent a thing. Uh, but in any case, Billy shows up in the dark dimension. And he calls for the only two people he can think of who could possibly help him in this situation. Tommy and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking cold. Billy should know by this point how capable Kimberly is. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, that's, that's, that's just baffling to me. Like, why is Adam his go-to? No, he thought Tommy and Adam would be ch- captured with him. That makes sense, actually. Well, yeah, that, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, Kimberly, Kimberly <laughs> will be fine, but, like, how did those two survive? That's true. That's true. That's a very good point. But so, there's just a fucking laser cannon on the roof. Goldar and the laser. Don't worry it about it. It's like they, like, oh, adjusted a camera I missed, or something. I missed something like, earlier um, that I really wanted to point out, so I'm just going to go back to it, because fuck it, who cares? Um, when yeah. Goldar was in the classroom ever talking about what their plan was, he said he was going to capture the Blue Ranger and make him go to sleep forever. Does does Goldar yeah. not know what death is? Does he not know things can die? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Well, well, in the words of Nas, sleep is the cousin of death. Nobody, 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 nobody. gets that. Oh, okay, no, that fucking listen to Illmatic. God damn Just it! Just someone listening got it. Hopefully. <laughs> But in any case, like, yeah, to, to Joel's point, like, Goldar is straight up just like, yeah, we're going to just put him to sleep for eternity. And it's not a euphemism for death. Like, that is literally just Goldar's plan. And he's not even pulling that off because this laser doesn't, like, it's not a sleep ray or anything. It's just kind of holding him in well, place. Well, no, 
the, the fog is supposed to make him go to sleep. Yeah, no, it's yeah, the yeah, fog they... of Morpheus. <laughs> yes. So it, yeah. it you know wakes you up from the matrix, I guess, which is like going to sleep forever, I guess. <laughs> wake me um, up inside. But like the force field holds Billy Can't down. Wake up. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, save me. I'm leaving. <laughs> save but, so, me. Sorry. So, <laughs> God, why does anyone listen to this show? Um, so. Billy gets held down in place, and Goldar just shows up. And is like, "Hey, so have some some fucking sleep, gas. Bye." He like pulls. He, he takes Billy's uh, communicator and morpher, and uh, and Billy's just like, "Hey, give those back." And Goldar's like, "Oh, give these to Billy, okay." And then Evil <laughs> Billy walks around the corner. He's like, "Here's real Billy stuff, Evil Billy. Go do your thing." And Squat's still just yeah. there for no reason. <laughs> Squat is okay. So it, I think Squat is in a mentorship program with Goldar, and like he has to just follow Goldar around all day, and, like <laughs> shadow him while he works. So I think like, maybe like Babu's busy with something, so he's just like, all right, let's just hang out with the Goldar. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I don't know what's weirder: the fact that Babu is present for all of this, or the fact sorry, or the present. fact that Squat is present for all of this, or the fact that Babu is not. Uh, but in any case, so okay, so we missed the sitcom episode that right preceded this, where Squat and Babu had a big dramatic fight where they like drew a line down the part of the moon that they live in, and um are like split up or whatever, and so Squat's gonna be Goldar's best friend now, and Babu's gonna I don't know hang out with Finster. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see Squat and Babu fight. I mean, they're gonna make up. They're gonna make up after this, and like, be better friends than ever. But like, it's just the requisite, you know. We've got to learn to respect each other's differences <laughs> if we're gonna be friends. Story. I, I just right, right. You mentioned that uh, Evil Billy has shown up now, and he's grabbing uh, the stuff. But I like how um, Billy and Evil Billy kind of share this look, where Billy's like, "How could you betray me?" <laughs> 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 and Evil Billy's just like, "Yep, them's the Briggs," and it's just like. The, the way they look at each other, it, it's like they have some kind of like relationship that we never. It's it's weird. I you know. Just it's just like the betrayal that Billy has on this other Billy. Like how he's could never yeah? Seen how before. could I betray me? <laughs> it's really good. I don't know. You know what to do. Gain the Rangers' trust, then steal their communicators and morphers. Once they've been cut off from Zordon, Lord Zed and Rita will be able to crush them once and for all. <laughs> You'll never get away with this. No one's gonna believe you're me. A pity you won't be around to see it. <laughs> the fog of Morpheus causes eternal sleep. <laughs> but like the actual, the actual dialogue of it is that like, like real Billy is just like, you'll never fool my friends, and evil Billy says nothing, and then just disappears. <laughs> yeah. Because I think evil Billy. Okay. It's. We're going to get into it during the course of the episode, but it is weird what Evil Billy does and does not know about the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. He has, like, has Zordon like gaps in his knowledge. I guess, but like. Goldar wrote up a quick booklet of all the things he thought was important and gave it to Evil Billy. All right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so Goldar like 
pulls this big fucking Legends of the Hidden Temple ass lever, and like the room starts, the room starts filling with like the the fog of Morpheus, and Billy's just like, oh well, that's not good. And then we cut back to the park, and you know, fake Billy meets up with Adam, Tommy, and Kimberly, and is like, hey, are you okay, buddy? We couldn't find you. Yeah, well, I'm fine. I just kind of got sidetracked by some putties. You better be careful. Rita and Zed must be in a bad mood. All right, let's contact Zordon. And then Tommy actually takes some fucking initiative and is like, Zordon, we ran into some putties at the park. Is there anything unusual going on we should know about? Putty attacks are almost always part of a larger plan. I shall have to contact you when I have gathered more information. Right, Zordon. We'll stay alert. This is... This is the most leaderly <laughs> Tommy has been in the entire existence of his, like, arc on this show. Yeah, finally, at the end of season fucking two, like, Timmy legitimately acts like a leader in this episode, Seriously, like, Timmy? more than once. He did. <laughs> you did just say Timmy. So, sorry, Tommy. I wish Tommy, it was my Timmy. bad. <laughs> um, this, just check out fucking Pizza Party on, on the uh, Video Entropy stream. Oh, we, yeah, I, pretend to be a, I pretend to be a character named Timmy. It's good. So I got used to that name. I'm sorry. Um, so in any case, so he, basically Tommy calls Zordon's like, hey, so we got attacked by putties. And Zordon's like, yeah, putty attacks usually mean there's a bigger plan going on. Like fucking- I don't really know why Zed no. keeps signaling it that way. <laughs> we've been, we've been <laughs> beating that drum for like two seasons now. Thank you for yeah. finally getting with the program, fucking Zordon. <laughs> well, Zordon says putty attacks are almost always part of a larger plan, but it's more like putty attacks just also randomly happen when there is also another plan. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're not usually part of the plan. No. They're just, they are, it's, they're connected, but not They're linked. associated with yeah. a larger yes. plan. They're like an early, they're like an early warning su- system for plans. They're yes. larger plan adjacent. Yes. <laughs> so it, it starts to feel like at some point that Zed and Rita have some sort of like the Riddler-ass compulsion where, like, they can't have a plan to do something to the rangers without Not sending send putties, putties first. Like, we have to send the putties to let the rangers know we're up to something, then we can do something so evil. So, the way they usually frame it is send down the putties to distract the rangers, which, if you stop and think about it, isn't <laughs> necessary nothing. because the rangers are busy living their lives until a monster attack happens. I think Zed mm-hmm. and Rita just forget that, like, the rangers aren't constantly observing their movements like they are them. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe. But so, uh, Evil Billy is talking to the other rangers, like, Alright, well, let's go meet the others. Oh, Billy and Violet will be there. Violet? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> She's not even my type. Billy! Can we go? I just want to lift some weights. You must have hit his head on a rock or something during the fight. I'd say. <laughs> Wait? What? Violet? Fuck that noise. Tanya <laughs> immediately blow my cover. He's so bad at yeah. this. <laughs> like, what's, what's, what's terrible about this? So there's, there's a few things. One is how quickly Evil Billy blows his cover. Like, just immediately. <laughs> yes. And two, the Rangers don't figure out immediately. Like, we've already seen, and, and in fairness, the character that, that we saw do this was Billy. But like he he we saw a ranger go immediately. Huh? Our friends are acting strange. It must be a, a Zed thing. And Zordon going, yeah, it's a it's a Zed thing. I just scanned. Yep, friend acting weird equals Zed thing. Good thinking, <laughs> Billy. And 
they don't put it together. But what's frustrating is they actually do put it together eventually, which is kind of surprising for the Power Rangers. Well, I mean, but not as quickly as they should. I think <laughs> none of them give a shit about Billy enough to like really care that he's acting weird. I don't know. I think it's more just like they don't want to be so quick to like assume every single time their friend is a little off that maybe they're like <laughs> every time they have a bad day they might be an evil clone. Oh, must be a Zed plot. Zordon. Well, well no, that would be him the command having a good day and wants to spend time with people. Okay. Yep. No. Nope, yeah. Fair. 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 <laughs> I would love to see that episode. <laughs> like, like, oh, Aisha, you said you're going to go to the mall with me. Oh, yeah, but I forgot about this other thing I have to do. Are you under mind control, Aisha? What? No, I just... Aisha, we had to go to the command center right now and scan you. Oh, I mean, damn that, it. I mean, that's literal. I mean, Rita's a witch, so that makes it basically a literal witch hunt. Oh, I mean, how, in reality, how do they not get that paranoid by this point? Because, like, I think that's the most common Zed slash Rita plan at this point is evil yeah. clone and or mind control. It happens a lot. And they're, and they're high schoolers, which means acting weird once in a while is going to happen. Like, that's just a natural yeah. part of being an adolescent. Yeah, but also, like, Billy doesn't just blow off Violet. He, they go to the gym and juice bar where they meet up with Rocky and Aisha are there, too, and they're having, like, a study sesh. Except Billy's just fucking pumping iron. Wow. Billy's new workout plan must be working. Yeah, I'd like to know his secret. Talk about mood swings. Okay, I think what happened is Goldar had Goldar had a notes packet prepared for this clone of yeah. this is the guy you want to be, but he saw, accidentally mixed in a bunch of Jason's notes with Billy's because no zero Maybe. zero interest in girls, one hundred percent interest in pumping iron. That's Jason. <laughs> that's, that's true, but I mean, like Billy must have been working out because like, in, in canon, he's like gotten better at fighting and stuff. So this isn't like it's not unusual for him to work well, out. I don't probably. think I don't think he works out. I think just being a Power Ranger for two years has like caused him to get no, a lot they, tougher. He's, he he well, specifically like trained with Jason and, and Tommy to get better at fighting. Well, so here's the thing: breaking kayfabe for a second. The be, because of the way they've always like sort of had just David Yost just wear baggy nerd clothes and shit. The way they do this scene is. They have the other rangers observe, like, wow, Billy must have been working out. And the way they show that Billy is jacked now is they just have David Yost take off the baggy flannel <laughs> shirt he's been wearing to show the tank top underneath. And it's like, oh shit, Billy's fucking ripped. That's a new development, right, kids? It's like the bicep equivalent of the girl, like, letting her hair down and suddenly being beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, kind of literally what happened with Billy. He yeah, took he his took glasses, glasses off, off and let and his took shirt, his shirt down. sleeves off, yeah. But in, in any case, so so David Yost fucking pumps iron for a bit. Mm-hmm. And Violet and is watching, he, and she is very horny for this uh, <laughs> oh, Jack yes. yes. <laughs> she is very oh, horny. I, I already liked him, but now he's super muscly. You know, like that kind of thing. And he walks over to the, 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 the juice oh, bar. Oh, this is brutal. Hi, Billy. Billy? It is brutal, but also, like, if actual Billy did this, I would understand, considering the way Violet has behaved. True, true. But, like... It's it's a little cold. Like, yeah, she's a creep. She made a statue of him in art class. Yeah, but he's just ignoring her as she talks to his face. He straight up turns around to see her and then turns back to the juice bar (laughs) without saying a word. But she's a stalker. Okay, yeah. she like, has she has built a shrine to him with various like toenail clippings and shit in her closet. 
I mean, definitely, yeah. Tell her to, to, like, you know... Just be glad they didn't turn that into a monster. Don't just ignore the person. That can make it even worse, really. It's like, ah, it's really Yeah, cool. now she's going to do something more extreme to get his attention. Like, kill somebody. And write his name with their blood. <laughs> but in any case, so... Violet, you know, gets, you know, rejected and, and walks away. And then... Kimberly and Tommy come up to Billy like, what the fuck are you doing, Kimberly my dude? Weren't you like, going to ask her out? Kimberly looks pissed. I like this a lot. Billy, what is the matter with you? Yeah, I thought you were going to ask her out on a date. the movies. No, I think there's been a mistake. I've been trying to get my friend Billy a girlfriend for fucking <laughs> ever, and he just won't fucking take any of them. <laughs> so, a weird side effect of the fact that they keep giving Billy all kinds of love interests is... Well, they give him all kinds of love interests, but they want to continue having it be a character trait that he's nervous to talk to girls. So what happens is, but they they also don't want to like turn his like male friends into like creeps either. So there, it's always like Kimberly or Aisha or Trini who are encouraging him to ask a girl out. So there's like this weird ongoing trend in Power Rangers that every single one of Billy's lady friends are constantly trying to get him to go get his dick wet, like just <laughs> so relentlessly. And it's a little strange. You guys, Billy's just like too into this whole science thing. We really need to get him laid so that he doesn't keep focusing on it. Because I'm worried he's going to like open another portal to another dimension or something. And like that's going to be bad. Uh, in any case, so Evil Billy starts enacting the plan, basically. Um, I'm going to need your communicators because uh, tonight I'm going to be making adjustments to him like Zordon asked me to. What is wrong with our communicators? And he just... Be- he just rattles off some bullshit science <laughs> it's words. It's really good. Well, by redefining the geographical servo frequency ranger, we'll have less high-end interference. Okay. And this is the thing that's been part of the show from square one, but I love that it's actually a plot point here. Yeah, this is the best part of this plan. They acknowledge that the only other Power Ranger who has ever understood a single word of Billy's <laughs> tech speak Trini is no longer here. They're just like, well, Billy said a bunch of science yeah. words, so I guess that's legit. But I love what's almost definitely the internal monologue of this evil Billy, which is, oh, shit, I actually have to tell him something. Okay, I'm just going to make some. Oh, God, they're going to catch on to me immediately. This is all bullshit. Wait, no, you're, go- you're buying it? You're going for it? Okay, great, great. Perfect. Yep, they're all just like, okay, yep, Billy, like- whatever you say. Well, I like how it cuts uh, the- to Rocky. Rocky kind of is just kind of looking in the air like dumbfounded about I, what he's saying so, like everyone else is looking at him but rocky looks like he's trying to piece together what he's saying and it looks really funny <laughs> based on the where i've got it paused right now on rocky's face i i really like the interpretation that rocky's like i think i'd like to be in viking times this doesn't sound right um but okay but, uh, no, nobody else seems to be questioning it so that must be on me uh okay i'll go with it i guess <laughs> so, like rocky was this close to figuring it out <laughs> I, I, I feel the opposite way like I feel like if you zoom into the thought process like you do a fucking Homer Simpson-esque like hearing what they're thinking kind of yeah. thing with each of the other rangers it's something along the lines of like man well I mean that doesn't make much sense but like it's Billy I'm sure he knows what he's talking about for everyone except Rocky and then you cut to Rocky's head and then you just hear the login noises from AOL back <laughs> in the day just that fucking like screeching and beeping <laughs> 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 Eric, please play that sound, by the way. Um, hey, why do so, have internal speakers? Like, you don't want to hear that sound. Um, it isn't even there. Okay, I don't know. so, um, uh, modems uh, traditionally would tie into the phone line, and they actually would, it would actually be a connection to the phone. So, like, 
when you dial in that what's playing there is what's playing over the phone line but you can also have other stuff over the phone line playing through that speaker through the modem speaker yes because yeah. that modem speaker oh. is just straight up a connection right. to the phone line like you know how you could get free phone okay. calls and phone booths if you like played the right tone a while ago i've heard that when there were phone booths uh-huh. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I was older than you, Cassie. I think <laughs> some of it might have also had to do with even earlier modem uh, functionality, where um, if you didn't have the um, equipment for actually setting up a proper modem, you could do, use something called a cradle modem, which basically um, was a speaker that would tie into your phone line that would record the um, the the sounds of the modem. So you didn't have to actually wire the modem into your phone. You just like play it through the phone. That you already have. Yeah. Okay. All right. In any case, uh, <laughs> so the Rangers, most of them give Billy their communicators, but Tommy, again, miraculously becoming a leader at the last minute here, it's just like. But what if Zoran tries to reach us? I mean, ever since Rita's been back, things have been pretty unpredictable. Well, you don't need to worry, Tommy. I'm just going to keep him in my backpack. You know what? Um, I'm going to hold on to mine until you get those fixed, just in case. And Billy. Evil Billy doesn't fight that because I don't think he – I think he realizes he kind of couldn't. But he does also I, – I guess he succeeds one hell of a stealth check because while <laughs> everybody is handing him – It's yeah. such a bad uh, well, pickpocket. Yeah. While everyone is handing him their communicators, he also just fucking swipes all of the morphers, including Tommy's. And shoves them and the communicators into his backpack. I, I choose to read it as, like, everyone else rolls on that one. They all roll on that one perception. He came up with this whole plan to steal the communicators. <laughs> and then he just stole the, the hold on, morphers. Hold on. How does he steal all these morphers? Because it's implied that he just steals Kimberly's morphers. Morpher. But then... He, no, he stole all of them. How did, no, how his the bag is did full he do of that? Morphers. Have we seen the morphers in, like physical space like this before they morph? Normally they just reach behind their backs and they're there. Like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> this this show plays fast and loose with whether or not the morpher is something you physically have to carry with you. Because it's implied that the rangers just keep the morphers handy at all times, but sometimes they pull them from places that so, logically right, they could so not here's have been. My, here's, my, um, here's my bullshit for it. Is they have the ability to summon the morphers to them but only within a certain range. So, like, they can't keep them locked away somewhere and just summon them from wherever. Like, they have to have them nearby in order to do it. But they don't have to have them on their person. The reason they reach behind the back is because the Marfer has a clip on it that lets you, like, put it on your belt and stuff. Right. So well, I mean, like yeah, that's the, that's the logic excuse. But the thing is, there have been times where they clearly did not have them clipped to their back. Then they reach back and morph. That's mm, true. Um, in any case, well, like we when, cut when, to- like, Kim's wearing a, a dress, right? Yeah, a belt. Like, <laughs> well, uh, we better get back to math. That test is coming up. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna lift some more weights. I think I know math inside now. You guys, he's been acting really strange. We cut to the moon. Finally, the Earth will be all mine. What did you say? I mean, all ours. <laughs> and that's basically that scene and a summary of their marriage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to real Billy, who's still just kind of trapped in the force field, and I guess just to remind us that he's there, because uh, we only see him for like five seconds. And then we cut away again, and before we get to the next scene, why don't we go ahead and take a break? Uh, okay. Yeah, so 
We'll be right back. Do you love writing the backstory for your tabletop game characters just as much as the adventure? Ooh, yes I do. How about creating fun, kick-ass, and inclusive characters? Oh, I like that. If you answered yes, then check out All My Fantasy Children, a tabletop character creation podcast hosted by me, Aaron Catano, and my best friend, Jeff Stormer. How cute. Together, with our powers combined, we create a new character every single week with the help of listener-submitted prompts and a variety of cool tabletop games. But where can I find it? Find All My Fantasy Children on SoundCloud, iTunes, Android Play, and on Twitter at AMFC underscore podcast. Racing in their wild spaces, it drops deep as it does in my breath. I never sleep, cause sleep is the cousin of death. Beyond the walls of it. Alright, and we're back, and we cut to the park, and all five uh, non-currently evil or captured rangers are walking through the park uh, with Evil Billy walking ahead of them. And I actually love this a little bit. Aisha tries to give Tommy a compliment on his fucked up art thing. It looks like you've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, and then... Hey, you should see the hologram Billy made. It's pretty cool. Hey, Billy, where is it? I'd love to see it. What are you talking about? You know, the one at the beach. Put it in your pocket. Oh, yeah, the uh, the beach. Uh, I must have left it at home. And at this point, again, <laughs> magically at the last second, becoming a for reals leader, <laughs> Tommy s- stays behind the group, puts his stuff down, takes his communicator out. Zorba, come in. Yes, Tommy. Did you ask Billy to fix our communicators? There is nothing wrong with them, Tommy. There's something funny going on. Find out what it is. Hey, Kimberly, wait up. Alpha, can you run a scan of Billy's life readings to confirm his identity? I believe so, but it will take a little time. Initiate the scan at once. I like that Sordon says, like, no, your communicator's working fine. What you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And then, again, everyone's suddenly acting really responsible. Zordon is like, Hey, so Tommy just gave us a tip that Billy might be an evil clone or something right now. Alpha, <laughs> run a test on Billy and make sure he's legit. And I was like, okay. And, and then- I hate so much how arbitrary the timelines involved for their bullshit science work. <laughs> like, I get that it's just we need to stall for however long we need to stall for the episode to like run its course but like it's super inconsistent sometimes they'll just blip a thing and immediately know okay yeah they're evil they're under a spell they're fake whatever sometimes it takes fucking hours was a long range scanning so yeah i'm willing to let that slide in this episode just because everyone is behaving like a competent human being for once also because it only takes like five minutes it's not actually very long in any case uh tommy runs up to kimberly um, and again, Tommy being smart here and knowing who the only other co- really competent member of the team is, mm-hmm. uh, talking to Kimberly's like, hey, so Zordon says what Billy told us is bullshit. And Kimberly's <laughs> like, oh, well, that doesn't seem like him. Billy yeah, wouldn't okay, lie I bet that's not it's really not Billy. Billy. Yeah, that's what yeah she, she not only – she immediately cl- – now, I don't know how she comes to the conclusion that it's not mind control or something because that is right. the other because big option. That happens a lot. But like, yeah, she's just like, hey, so that's, that's not Billy. I know Billy, that's not Billy. So she shoots him, and then it was mind control. And wow, that sucks. 
Billy's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, that's one way to solve a mind control problem. That mind is no longer being controlled. God. So Kimberly and Tommy go to fr- confront Billy, and we cut to the moon. They're on to us! Hold on! Hey, son! You know what to do! With no more morphers, even you ought to be able to handle it! Make them squirm! Let go! And Rita's just like, oh shit, the jig is up! Goldar, putties, get down there! She is so distressed by this. <laughs> yeah. And she she even makes a point of like, listen, Goldar, I know you and your putties get your butts kicked by the Rangers all the live long day, just to hell and back. But they don't have their communicators and they don't have their morphers right now. They they are temporarily not superheroes. <laughs> I should hope. I sh- and, and listen, <laughs> and one of them's evil right now. One of them is an <laughs> is, is an evil double. I would hope. They must be able to that, handle this. That, that my general and my army, moving as one, could take on five literal children without the aid of their <laughs> space god. Please, please, please win one battle. I beg you. Spoiler warning, they don't. So anyway, the putties from West Side Story teleport down. <laughs> yes. 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 So good. Fucking, yeah, I was going to say the putties West Side Story into frame. <laughs> they fucking like snap fight toward the camera and it's amazing and Goldar instead of just attacking them decides to taunt them and bring attention yeah. to the fact that they don't have their morphers well the thing is uh, Goldar loves taunting rangers without morphers that's his favorite thing to do <laughs> so he's of course going to be completely distracted he's not going to miss the opportunity to do it to five of them at once you're right <laughs> no way what's that you usually yell about now something about morphin time isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. He just wants to taunt them so bad. He doesn't. He just blows the cover immediately. The subtitles specifically say "morph in time." Oh yeah, no, it's. Oh well, yeah, that's the correct way to spell. Yeah, it. no, it's, that is that is like in the Power Rangers style guide or whatever for if you're going to write about the show, like because it's you can very consistent. That. Yeah. So, evil Billy, like at this point, senses an opportunity to run, and he starts. He bails. Billy, what are you doing? He's got her morphers, too. Kimberly and Tommy both give chase, and Kimberly actually pulls the backpack off his back, so, I mean, <laughs> at this point, the plan is foiled. Yeah, Billy did a bad job. Yes. Billy did a really bad job. He should have, like, backed up without the backpack, like, going in their view, and then, yeah. It's... Yeah, like, the Rangers, like, th- like, they still have to, you know, get the backpack, you know, and, and like, redistribute the fucking morphers and communication stuff. Redistribute but... the wealth. Yeah. <laughs> But the the rangers have they, they have to seize the means of morphing. But uh, yes. the rangers have their stuff. The evil clone has been revealed. Um, we know that Billy's alive because Zed and Rita never take a proper opportunity to kill someone. Like at this point, it's a foregone conclusion. Like the the evil plan is has been undone. Like it's over. But we still got to have this putty fight because technically we're only about halfway through the episode right now. Yeah. yeah. So. Kimberly, who's swiped the bag from Evil Billy, you know, gets surrounded by putties, and she's like, Tommy, catch! And then Kimberly doing a bad job for maybe the first time in the history of this show, because, again, she's usually the most reliable person on maybe all of Earth. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she throws the bag to Tommy, and it gets stuck in a tree. Bad idea, because this is Tommy's greatest weakness, trying to get a bag back from putties. <laughs> yeah, no, like, she miscalculated horribly here. 
Because as soon as the true. bag, as soon as the bag was in the mix, Tommy gets fucking blindsided by a putty. It's like yeah. it's kryptonite. Yeah. That's what and, he, and, and he grabs his chest like he fucking kicked me. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, see, dude? No, no, see, Tommy. Tommy recently got a tattoo of the um, Tiger Zord symbol on his chest, which makes that now his weak point. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, can I can, can we talk for a second about what Tommy's wearing? Like, like most of the folks they're dressed in just normal ass fucking nineties wear. Tommy, Tommy looks like a good because church. Tommy, Tommy just got unfrozen from the carbonite that he'd been trapped in. So. So Tommy's whole thing is now that he's the Nobody, White Ranger. Really? No, sorry. Um, I got it. I heard you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see that—that's how you no sell something, Matt. Is you don't actually bring attention to the fact you're no selling it. Exactly. Um, yeah, but uh, Tommy's whole thing now that he's the White Ranger is he can only wear white and neutral colors apparently. So what he's wearing will also also be, he has to wear clothes like loose fitting enough to do like karate in. So what he's wearing is he's wearing this big old white, like, long sleeve turtleneck thing, super baggy, and just these very loose, like, brown pants. Like, like this is this is dad fashion. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he straight up looks like somebody's dad. But somebody's dad who's, like, trying to be cool because he's got the long hair that's not tied up or anything. I think he looks <laughs> like a young, hip pastor. Yeah, yeah I think, Kinda, I think yeah. we nailed it when we described him as a youth pastor. Like, yeah, he, he's kind of had that look for a long time now, but like, he he's also kind of seemed like a glam rocker. So he he went from a glam rocker to maybe like a youth pastor who maybe vapes sometimes. Because he, he vapes sometimes. Mike, Mike, he went from a glam rocker to a glam rocker ten years later. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metalheads who survived to sixty apparently all eventually become Republicans. It's kind of sad. I mean, um, it makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, in any case, we actually get a pretty fun fight, and for once, uh, like Rocky and Adam and Aisha all get to do really cool shit in the fight. There's this whole business where like Rocky and Adam like double team Goldar, and then yell to Aisha to go get the bag, and then like Putty's cut her off, and she's like, "Oh no, we we need to get those morphers," and. It, like, I don't know, they just get to do a bunch of cool stuff. Like, there's just a whole bunch of Rocky and Adam flipping around a lot, mostly. They get to participate, which is nice for once. Yeah. And, uh, I was gonna say, it, it cuts to Billy uh, during the fight, and he's, like, reciting, like, um, like, uh, discs and radius he's, stuff. Right, he's, to, like, yeah, he's, trying he, what he's awake. saying... No, yeah, what he's saying is nonsense. He's not working over an equation or anything. He's just chanting, like, a ritual that lets him focus his math powers yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the way I interpreted it, and and this might just be being generous to the show, is he's trying to keep himself awake in the only by doing the only thing that like really excites him, I guess, and that's by doing math. <laughs> um, you know, some people will like try and think of math in the bedroom to try and like, you know, last a little bit longer. That wouldn't work with Billy. <laughs> that would work the opposite effect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant to say it earlier, but like that was kind of the thing that really that well and truly like gave the other rangers the tip that like okay billy's not just acting a little weird he's acting really weird is they were working on math homework and and billy was like eh, i think i'll go back to pumping iron i think <laughs> i'm i think i'm good on math <laughs> he says i think you know math inside and out and i he's not wrong he's right he's not wrong he's not but he's not gonna pass up an opportunity to do math he can do math while he lifts weights 
That's true. Got to cancel its weights, which is yeah. Mad. But he's pat. What he's passing up is an opportunity to passive aggressively like help his friends who are not good at math. True. Like, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. He's not typically that passive aggressive, though. Like to show off how much more math he knows than everyone else. Okay, that does sound like Billy. In any case, over the course of his ramblings, he <laughs> describes like the radius of a disc. And he's like, "Wait a minute, disc." I've still got the hologram in my pocket. Then he pulls out his compounder. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> I was also ready to make that joke, and I'm so glad. I'm so happy. I'm so glad I got to it first. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, we got we get some good old totally spies-ass yeah, laser see, reflecting. I was, I was about to say this really pissed me off, but thank you for putting it into a perspective that makes sense. <laughs> yep. So, Billy... Like, the laser beam that's making the force field, Billy fucking starts reflecting it back but it, at itself. But it wasn't, it was, it shot it once, and then it was an effect, it seemed like, but apparently it's invisible now until he reflects it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I missed the <laughs> laser beam the first time I watched this, and I was like, wait, why is he shooting lasers out of his disc? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, important to note is that earlier in the episode, they, they established that people think it's a mirror, but, it, but it's, it's not. Absolutely not a mirror, and now it is 100% a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we so he doesn't uh, he doesn't do that all at once. He starts doing that and then we cut back to the putty fight. And again, we get a lot of like this is Rocky, Adam and Tommy really showing off. Kimberly and Aisha don't really get to do much for the rest of this. Uh, but this Red, but white, we black. get to see we get to see Steve Cardenas do the thing he's good at. Cuz like again, it's not acting. <laughs> but man, is he is he good at the karate though? Like for reals, credit where credit is due. Um, yeah, I love the scene where Rocky and Adam are just double teaming Goldar. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then let's talk more this... about double teaming Goldar. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. Is that? Double let's teaming Goldar. <laughs> I love how there's a subtitle that says both Kiai when they both kick him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good subtitle. <laughs> so, so speaking of double team. Uh, there's a bit where, like, Tommy gets kicked in the chest and, like, doubles over. And then Rocky, like, not Rocky, uh, Adam, like, somersaults over Tommy's back. Kind of for no reason. Like, it doesn't lead to anything. Adam just lands, and they both just look at each other like, yeah, that was a cool move we just did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. That's it. You gotta have, you gotta have a little fun in with your work. That's, uh, otherwise, yeah. you're just, it's gonna well, be a bad time. Maybe, like, he was already running out of direction, and then... Tommy was in his way, so he's like, oh shit, I gotta avoid running into Tommy, so I'll flip over him. Yeah, so you, know who's, you know who's not having a lot of fun with their work, though? Lord Zed. Because <laughs> at this point, true. we cut up to the moon, and he is fucking bored. Zeddy, don't you want to watch this? Zed! <sighs> oh, blasted woman. That force of hers could peel paint. Oh, I don't know how to put up with this. He has completely tuned out. He is not watching how this fight goes at all. He is slumped in his throne with his hand on his head. It looks like he's falling asleep watching Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> so, in any case, Rita's like, Zed, it's falling apart. Just make a monster. He's like, all right, fucking, I guess I gotta do everything around here. Um, uh, what should I say? <laughs> well, it's oh, like that dumb fucking today. head thing that Tommy made. 
I like how he's like, ha, oh, blasted woman, that voice of hers could feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he, he zaps the dumb fucking prop that exists slo- solely to justify Rita, the monster. Rita tries to take his staff and just take over again, and they, like, fight over it for, like, five seconds. It's pretty good. Well, like, Rita says that she's bored. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, the putty fight and Goldar fight's gone on long enough. Her, like, her attention is starting to drift. She's like, ah, send a monster now. We need to shake this up. <laughs> yeah. So they they turn fu- Tommy's fucking dumb whatever the fuck into a monster. Watch out, you guys, that's Ray! <laughs> wow, my art project. That's your service, Man, I should have done a painting instead. And again, it's like a monster that's supposed to be like a creepy puppet, and it looks like it's just got a pot for a head. It's such an afterthought, this monster, though, because like it's literally just so they can have a Zord fight. Yeah, but it, like the it shoots monster. It shoots lasers from its eyes, and we get the the Rangers standing very near Pyrotechnics. Oh yeah, and I noticed that this is definitely not Amy Jo Johnson. Um, her hair is covering oh. her face the whole, every shot, and it does, yeah, it does not look like her. Oh, that makes sense, because, like, we, back yeah. in season one, when they did that body swap episode, and Amy Jo Johnson accidentally caught fire. I remember that. She refused that, to go near pyrotechnics ever again. Which is why I went, rewatched the scene, just to make sure it wasn't her, because I did remember you guys saying that. Oh, yeah, and I love how, Tom, yeah. how when this happens, Tommy's like, wow, my art project. Oh. Yeah, oh, you're right, on, on the, at the, at the second explosion, everybody does, like, a front flip. And yeah, you can kind of see the lady's face for a second, and that is absolutely not Kimberly. Yeah, that is that is not Kimberly at all. <laughs> the, uh, I will say, whoever they got to stand in for her has some impressive abs. Yeah, yeah, good abs. Yep. Um. So, <laughs> so I I like I I mean, and t- for Tommy should consider it is bigger now. Like he made it taller. Like this is an <laughs> improvement. True. This is an improvement for the project. I think. I mean, he does have some self-reflection, because after the monster, like, zaps them a bunch, uh, Tommy just goes, maybe I should have made a painting instead. <laughs> <laughs> Not like they could have made that into a monster. Yeah. But, like, I, 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 it's, a, it's a good goof. I like mm-hmm. that gag. Mm-hmm. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of bad gags in this show. That's, a, that's an all No, right no, one. no. Yeah, it's good. I'm just But so it. we cut back to the fucking Dark Dimension or whatever, and Billy successfully uses the laser to yep. destroy the force field generating thingy. Billy Cranston loop um, agent. Yeah. Which is great, <laughs> except he's still trapped in the room with the sleep fog. So, yeah. So he can move around now, I guess? So Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is because he broke the force field or if this just coincidentally happens now because this is the writing in a Power I Rangers episode. I want to believe it's because, it's because of, the, of him breaking it, because otherwise it's just bad. Yeah, but <laughs> because the show the just Center, wasted some time and that never happens. Yeah. Look, I like to try and find ways to make it seem like a better show. Just to, you know, like make myself feel yeah. better for watching it all the time. We're <laughs> <laughs> spending hours of your life watching this I've devoted this so much of my Not life to this fucking TV show. <laughs> yep. But so we cut to the command center and Alpha's like, hey, we found the real Billy. And so everyone's like, okay, good. Teleport him to the park already. Shit's going down. And Alpha does that. He specifically and, says one genuine Blue Ranger coming up, which for Alpha is a pretty good, like, line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Billy teleports in, and 
we, he he's like super close up in the camera and facing the camera, but in the background is Evil Billy played by yet another like body double whose face is being hidden. Because uh, I guess we just get a lot of that lately. Because we had that with Tommy, and then early yeah. in the episode with Kimberly, and now we just have the Billy double. Um, well, they've been doing a lot to... of they've been doing a lot of stuff that needs doubles. Let's let's be clear. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, but so Evil Billy has just kind of been slowly climbing this tree throughout the whole course of the fight, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just falls out. Right. Falls yeah. Out so I was gonna it. say yeah, apparently the apparently the other component of turning the statue into a human being is panda DNA because. He very slowly climbed a tree and then fell out of it, which is basically all pandas do. Yeah. So <laughs> Evil Billy f- fucking falls out of the tree uh, with the bag and hurts his arm. Yeah, he makes a uh, show of showing that his arm is hurt, which I figured was going to play into things later, and it really didn't. No, nah, it's it's just kind of to show that he's... It's just for him to be dazed so good Billy can do what he's about to do. And that's he grabs the bag, pulls out his own communicator and morpher, and then throws the bag with the rest of the stuff to Tommy. Now, we need to address what happens here, because I don't understand it. So, both the Billies, although, again, one of them has his face hidden. I like that a lot, because he's, he's, he's wrestling Billy, but he's also hiding his face, and it's really awkward. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're wrestling over the blue morpher, and Billy says, it's morphin' time. And then we get, they take the, the, the fucking Billy morph sequence... Split screen, just play it twice side by side. Like this shit it's like work. a, it's, it's like it's, really it's like cool, put on your three D glasses now. If I run up to a Power Ranger as he's mugged to morph and touch his shoulder, do I morph too? Yes. Is that how this works? Absolutely. Only if you're a clay golem clone of them. Okay, well that's actually good news because that that links me to Tommy. Great. It turns out that Wait, Joel's what? been a clay golem <laughs> clone this whole time. I'm surprised you couldn't tell. <laughs> I mean, we're not, we don't really associate. Well, I was about to say we don't associate Tommy with telling good jokes, but you know what? I mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Ow! Oh, um, wow! No. Oh my god! I don't oh, know. I, to be fair, to be fair, your um, our, our replacement for you the last couple of weeks burned me harder on that. So I guess in comparison, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. But okay. Well, um, yeah, you weren't here. That's yeah. of course you don't know. So in any case, now there's two Billies and they're morphed. It's more for time! Triceratops! This park's not big enough for the both of us. That's right. Which one's Billy? I'm Billy. Can't you tell? No! He's the fake! I'm the real one! Don't listen to him! He'll try anything to trick you! Uh. Tommy, come in. You must hurry and identify the real Billy. Zed's monster has slipped away and is headed toward Angel Grove. Right, Zordon. There's gotta be some way to stop this imposter. Uh, and and we get you know the the standard like oh god which one do I shoot uh, so kind of situation except it is literally in this case which one do I shoot as we'll see in a moment um, but they're like oh no how do we tell which one is the real Billy and Zordon fucking calls Tommy to point out to him like hey you better figure out which one's the real one and you better do it quick and get shit together asshole <laughs> and Kimberly has the forethought to she she sees the hologram disc on the ground. Apparently, Good Billy, like, lost it in the struggle or something. Hey, what is this? Uh, a mirror, right? A mirror? Wrong. It's a hologram. He's a fake. Let's take this phone. She's actually really, like, smarmy and smartass about it, too. I love it so much. Wrong. It's a hologram. He's the fake. 
<laughs> it's so good. Gotcha, asshole. I like. I got like Good Billy's like when he goes like, oh, it's a mirror. Good Billy's like, wait, mirror? What? How could you? How could you think that's a? <laughs> You're such a fucking idiot, yeah. clone. But then, how could you be a clone of me? Warpatar, <laughs> Tigerzord, but everybody morphs, and they take out their fucking blade blasters, and they do, oh, like, the, so this synchronized, like, cocking of the guns. Your masquerade's over. You wouldn't dare. You picked the wrong ranger to replicate. They do a firing squad on him. <laughs> the thing is, Tommy joins in, and he just kind of spins Saba around. Not to fire Saba's lasers at the evil Billy, but just to kind of point the sword at him menacingly. He just, yeah, he just wanted to feel like a part of it. Yeah. yeah, but in any case, like, Matt, Matt, your time has finally yes. come. They yes. all just fucking shoot the monster. They all just fucking shoot him, and he deflects the first few couple of How shots. How does he deflect the but shots? Then, with, his, with his arm gauntlets, whatever. With his, with his Sith Force powers, clearly. Well, whatever. They deflects the first couple, but he doesn't deflect them all, and he gets shot in the center mass repeatedly and fucking dies. <laughs> there we yes. go. How? Why was that so hard? Why was it so hard to reach this point? Just do Matt, that every time. Matt, that's been the theme of this. <laughs> like, this is why this is a finale episode. It's the first time in two seasons that everyone on the team is being competent. Yeah. For yeah. fucking real, though. Like, that's that's the actual takeaway here is, oh my god, they actually did learn. It's wild how kind of, like, as an episode of the show, it's as bad as it always is. But in character, everybody's firing on all cylinders. Like, Tommy's actually acting like a leader. Kimberly's acting like a really good second in command. Aisha has some personality in this episode. Rocky and Adam get to do some cool fights. Uh, you know, the, the episode's Billy-focused, and he does a really good job. Like, again, Evil Billy doesn't seem as, like, into it as he should, but, like, he does a reasonably good job of keeping up the ruse, and the other Rangers do a reasonably good job of figuring it out. Like, I mean, it's still Power Rangers, so it's not really great either way, but still, Zordon's even on the fucking ball. It's, like, it's weird. What this weird. really exemplifies is, like, like you said, this is every bit the same bullshit the show always does. The episode doesn't feel rushed because everyone's, like, figuring stuff out. What this shows is, like, if the writers put any amount of effort at all into the plot, they can still make these plots work without people having to be chaotically stupid for it to play out. Yeah. Or be forced back in time. Yeah. It, it feels like this is... This would be one of, like, the worst episodes from an alternate universe version of where this show is competently made. <laughs> like, and that is the most backhanded compliment I could possibly give it. Oh, yeah. But, like... You're not wrong. Yeah, the characterizations are consistent. Like, people actually behave the way we've been led to believe they're supposed to behave. Mm -hmm. Like, Kimberly even acts valley girlish when she does the fucking, you know, hologram trick. It's so good. It's, it's just... Yeah, I, I I feel like like this this is the Power Ranger this is the show we all thought Power Rangers was before we actually started rewatching it again, <laughs> and I that's probably not the first time I've said that, but like I know it's I know it's not something I've said a lot. So there's only a handful of episodes like that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, so Rita's just like, okay, Zed, can you just fucking grow the monster? Cause like, fuck it. I guess play time is over. I'll make face face indestructible! <laughs> 
and they summon the Zords. We need Thunderzord power now! And the monster get... is so in entirely an afterthought. The monster gets its <laughs> yeah. fucking ass beat in this fight. Like, they kick the I mean, shit out of yeah, this thing. Zed has it the audacity to say he's gonna make the monster indestructible, and really what he does is make it more destructible than ever. Audacity? Yeah. Wait, what? I mean, I mean, <laughs> this monster, like, in fairness, shot laser at, at the rangers and then just kind of sat on the sidelines while the rest of that stuff happened. Like, <laughs> I don't no, know what in-universe that monster was busy with the whole time. Same for the putties. But whatever. Uh, so, yeah, and, and actually this sword fight... It at least gets something a lot of season two monsters don't get, and that's like, it actually puts up a fight and like does some moves at the Rangers. It has a sword and actually parries blows from the Megazord. That's not something that happens very often. It, yeah. it only ever actually lands a hit like one time, though. It actually. It, it gets, I mean, it, it does this hit. thing where it like shoots these strings at the Megazord and like zaps it a bunch. Yeah, it yells sword roping, and then. Shoot strings. Yeah. Now, this this Zord fight, while it is better than most of the ones we've gotten in Season 2, it is still a bit choppy, because apparently this monster was actually one of the early Die Ranger monsters from before the White Ranger showed up. Oh. So, Jesus Christ, and, and even when they're doing Die Ranger <laughs> footage, they can't fucking get it right. Nope. Yeah, so it's still somewhat caught up, but there's some neat sword play between, like, the puppet monster and the fucking Megazord monster, but... Like, you know how this goes. They punch it a bunch. It does It does a bunch of, like, just cutting back and forth. We don't see a whole lot of actual la blows land. I kind of like how this plays out because the Megazord is fighting back pretty decently, and it looks like it's pretty much got it taken care of. And then Tommy jumps in and is like, no, I want to I want to fight too, and just shoots it for no good reason right before the Megazord does its finisher. Like, yeah. he didn't need yeah. to be there, and they would have been fine. Also, yeah. quote from Monster Destroyed, you can't destroy me. Right, yeah, like seconds before <laughs> getting fucking laser sword. Sorted. That's another trend we see a lot in Season 2, is a monster being like, Huh, I'm not afraid of your fucking sword. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, swords are sharp! <laughs> oh, Especially no. when they have lasers! <laughs> so, we cut back to art class. Uh, Violet? I just uh, wanted to apologize for the way that I've been acting. I haven't exactly been myself lately. It's okay, Billy. Everyone has a bad day once in a while. I mean, I'm sure there was a good reason. <laughs> Thanks. You know, you're, you're really understanding. Um, do you think that maybe you and I could go to a movie sometime? I'd love that. <laughs> Great. And Fallout is like, finally, I can collect your flesh. I mean, I want to go to the movie with you, Billy. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, it's it's not really Billy's fault, but I'm not really entirely comfortable with the negging by proxy that happened here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> A little bit. true. But so... Here's something I was kind of wanting to hint at earlier with the whole, like, what is it... What can he make... What can Zed make a monster from... Because Kimberly reveals the painting she's been working on. All right. Who'd like to be the first to show their projects? I will. Okay. And it's a portrait of the six rangers, like, just hanging oh. out and being friends and all. And it's it's very clearly, like, they just took a picture of the actors and, like, painted on top of it. Because, like, it's 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 that... It's that weird look where, like, everything is hyper-detailed, but it's but because it's, like, just traced on a photo, 
it doesn't quite look right, you know? It does it doesn't look like something just painted freestyle would look and it's just awkward. Um but in any case, like yeah, it's a painting of the Rangers, and it's like if Zed had just waited a little bit and zapped this, he'd have had a full team. <laughs> we see it's like we, yeah, we don't right. get it, but it's like he cuts to the moon, he's like, God damn it! She had a whole <laughs> portrait! Fuck! <laughs> I could have had evil rangers again. <laughs> I love making evil rangers! It's my hobby! <laughs> Man, I really, really, I know we've talked about it before, but the more we talk about it, the more I really wish we got a thing where the Rangers had to face off against their a Scanner Darkly-esque rotoscoped clones. <laughs> yeah. It really would be good. It wouldn't be expensive, though. Yeah. I don't think they have the money. <laughs> oh, they absolutely didn't. I think it's lovely, Kimberly. You've done a remarkable job capturing the warmth and the friendship that you all share. Not to mention the dorkiness, too. (laughs) But speaking of wasted potential, uh, we get the wrap-up for the Bulk and Skull. And actually, if if there is uh, one major problem with this episode, it's that there's not really any Bulk and Skull stuff in it. That's true. There was really no room for them in this episode, like... Yeah, like a lot happened. Yeah. So Bulk and Skull, like... I see we have our next volunteers. All right, let's see what you've come up with, gentlemen. As many great artists do, we had uh, someone else do the work for us. Oh, really? Name two. Bulk and Skull. And we finally figured out the secret to being really good at art, and it's not to make it yourself, but to pay someone else to do it. I think that's right, <laughs> I mean, actually. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think they nailed it. I'm open for commissions, by the way. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the, the teacher calls them. I was like, oh, yeah, name any great, you know, art person who just paid someone else to do it. And, like, lady, I know you're an art teacher in, like, a public <laughs> school, but, like, are you not familiar with the history of art? Yeah. yeah. Like, like patrons are a thing. Like, yeah. They have always been a thing. Yeah, but you can't be – go to art school class and just be like, I'm going to be a patron, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You that's, if you're that's, rich. That's, that's just plagiarism or like right, – Well, here's the thing. You're assuming this is a voluntary art class. Like if this is a mandatory art class and they're expecting people who aren't good at art to be producing stuff, that's kind of shitty. Well, it is. Here's the thing. Uh, if it is an art class that's just mandatory and they're not expecting you to be – like – They'll let you get away with making a bad thing as long as you tried. Yeah, like, like, like Tommy's going to get a decent score on his pot. I've been yes. to an art class and done a shitty sketchbook. I know yeah. how this goes. <laughs> uh, but so they reveal... This statue will sit proudly in Town Square. And the Power Rangers themselves will appear and thank us for our vision. Apparently, once again, Bulk and Skull didn't look at the thing they were going to reveal before they revealed it. <laughs> Right, Why is course. this a continuing problem for them? I also just love whatever Skull's wearing. It's very good. It looks like he's in some kind of like wrestling outfit. Or like a glam he, rock outfit. Yeah. He's like a mix between glam rock and a really stereotypical like Italian mobster. Like low level Italian mobster. Usually Bulk and Skull look like some weird conception of what the people making this show think punks dress like. This is probably the most legitimately punk the two of them have ever looked. It's not perfect. It's not quite there, but it's probably the closest they've ever gotten. <laughs> I yeah. also don't think most people would be get able to get away with wearing a tank top like that in an art class in high school. Yeah, but I mean, Skull's got the guns, you know, fucking sun's out, guns <laughs> out. 
so they reveal the statue and they're like, hey, so we just paid somebody to make us a Power Ranger oh, statue. Oh, God, it's terrifying and statue. It's <laughs> very bad. It's not good. And to, to further add to Violet's creepy depravity, <laughs> it turns out she was the artist. <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, she turns to Billy, and Billy looks at her, like, horrified. <laughs> As he should be. Look at this yeah. thing. <laughs> it is this... Now, the, the, the other Billy statue was just, like, solid, like whatever color the clay was. It was, it was like a dark grayish like blue. Like her name. Yeah. Huh? What? 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 What is this supposed to be? This is a painted statuette of a gold Power Ranger, but it's Billy's head. Uh, well, I thought you'd want a statue that illustrates the qualities it takes to be a Power Ranger. If anyone has them, it's Billy. And he looks like he is just about to, or has just completed talking about how he's going to blow up the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an evil pose. And again, it kind of really doesn't look like Billy at all, but it's supposed to be Billy. Uh, and she's just like, well, I when I think of the Power Rangers, I think of heroism and and setting a good example and being smart and brave and, and just all these. And she just lists off all these like great qualities that like the ideal like human specimen would have. She does a better job of it than Zordon when he's trying to tell the Rangers why they're good. Yeah. And she's like, I see all of those qualities in Billy. (laughs) (laughs) That dweeb, you are out of your mind. Yeah. Get real. Billy, a Power Ranger. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my entire life. She got commissioned to make a, a picture about Power Rangers and just fucking like, yeah, it, it, it's it's creepy as hell. Now, there are a couple things to note about this statue, though, uh, and they're both from Ranger Wiki. So, you know, oh, no. Ranger Wiki. fantastic. Um, one of them is that apparently David Yost got to keep this statue uh, and you still got. Wait, I'm sorry. Got to. Got to. This was a privilege. Well, here's, here's the. Here's the thing, Joel. He used it as a prop in a promo for the No Hate campaign years later. <laughs> the other thing is that you know someone obviously pointed out because you know Ranger Wiki is a nerd website for nerds. Yes. Uh, totally unlike AudioEntropy.com. Right. Uh, it's for cool people. Yeah, yes. it pointed out that it's kind of ironic seeing as eventually Billy becomes a red herring for the identity of the Gold Ranger in Zeo. Yeah, I mentioned that. I, I wish that he is... really had been the Gold Ranger because that would have been a good, like, retroactive foreshadowing. For, uh, if it's Billy, shouldn't he be a blue herring? Jeez. Huh. God. <laughs> cool website for cool people, folks. Yes. Absolutely. There's a great background gag in uh, right before the freeze frame where uh, Kimberly so walks back to the statue and like pulls it off and just kind of giggles at it. And then Tommy does the same pose the statue is. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what she's doing? doing. I was wondering what he was doing. I thought he was just being like, "Yeah, we got fucking skull." <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's just fist pumping about how. I mean, they it, did either that. way, it ends up matching the statue. So, and yeah. then and then Viola's just looking at Billy's crotch. Oh, yeah. yes, well, she is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it froze on that. 
Yeah. Well, what, what I was going to say about my favorite bit about the freeze frame with Violet, because uh, I didn't interpret it as a crotch stare. What I interpreted it as How? is... Like, you can so, draw the no, line. No, let, let, me, let me finish saying it, Joel. So, like, Kimberly, Tommy, uh, Adam, and Billy are like, <laughs> they're laughing over what's happening. And it just... I don't know if, like, Violet's actress, like, didn't know whether or not, like, the scene was over yet or not, or just didn't know if she was also supposed to join in the laughing or what. But it's like she's... She very slowly just turns to look at the ground and just seems sadder and sadder. And like the freeze frame is everyone around her looking happy and she's just despondent. She's like, This is my only episode. I will never exist again. I'm no. sure they did not actually tell her what to do here. Oh no, she hurt. Okay, if you watch that scene, she looks despondent until she turns towards Billy's crotch, at which point a smile <laughs> comes over her face. It's true. She's smiling in the freeze frame. Okay. But so that's fucking that season two. I'm gonna get y'all. some of that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's, in lieu of questions, because again, I did not have a chance to plan for this. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's have a segment that I was always thinking we should do at the end of season two, but honestly, probably would have worked better if more of the regular hosts were here. But yeah, whatever, let's try it anyway. <laughs> That's season two. What do we think of season two of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? It fucking sucks. It's not good. <laughs> so, yeah, so here's I the like problem. It. I think overall, season one of Power- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a better season of a television show to be enjoyed. Um, for all we complained towards the end about it getting kind of um, stale, like, at least it had a really solid run of enjoyable stuff, whereas season two started out really strong, dipped almost immediately, and didn't really get interesting again until the very end. Yeah. yeah. There were there were, yeah. there were flashes of hope in the middle, like when, you know, the White Ranger first showed up. You know, a, a, a occasional, like, status quo changes. Uh, I liked when we met the new Rangers, the, like, the ninja encounter was fun in spite of the fucking weirdness we had to deal with like the body doubles of the rangers who were leaving and all that jazz but like and the jet yeah, season season two is really only good at the beginning and the end like it's yeah. it there's so much stuff that's in the middle that's just it's it's not just like sloppy and mediocre the way most of season one was like it is legitimately awful for much yeah. of season two so part of the problem I is think it ended really strong though yeah part yeah of the problem is um Introducing new characters that the writers never really seemed terribly interested in finding stuff to do with. Like, I know we talked about how Trini never really got much for, like, a solid thing. But even just in the way she related with other characters, especially Billy, gave her a lot more of a presence on screen than Aisha's ever had. Jason didn't have much to do and wasn't maybe a great actor, but he had an, he had some things that they established were him. And just by being an actual leader... Like, not just de facto, like, just, you know, arbitrary leader. Like, he actually led the team for most of season one. And, like, just having that gave him more to do. Yeah. All of the things that we've talked about being, like, recurring patterns with Rocky, Adam, and Aisha, like, with Rocky being stupid, Adam being a sad sack, and Aisha kind of being ignored by the rest of the group, that's shit that we put in there. That's patterns that we noticed from unintentional things that the actors, like, kind of brought to the table. And the writers brought to the table kind of, like, by not on purpose. Like, we just looked at the handful of, like, focus episodes that the, each character got and, like, connected the dots. But, like, none of that was really intended or or, or meant for, like, they're, they're not really given a proper focus. They're just slotted in where the old Rangers yeah, went. They and they feel like, like afterthoughts. 
Like they aren't even yeah. getting stuff yeah. that would be have been given to Jason, Zach, or Trini in previous stuff. Like they're just not they're just being used as glorified extras. Yeah. And the frustrating thing is it's not like the Rangers that left, and it's not like Billy or Kimberly or Tom, Tommy are like super well characterized. Like they're they're no, they're very shallow characters. And they're not clearing it. Yeah, and they're 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 generally just cliches, you know, the nerd, the valley girl, the you know, tough guy, so on and so forth. But like the hip hop keto expert. The hip the the, the, the world's well, the let's, world's let's be most, real, the black guy. Let's right. be I was fucking say, real the here. Most, the most stereotype, hip hop keto. <laughs> yeah, but like, it was something. Like it's it, like it's better than nothing, I guess. It feels like the writers are <laughs> yep. like, well, we put some effort into developing that first batch of characters. That's enough character development. Let's just keep working with the ones we have developed. <laughs> and I don't know if it was like at that point they just didn't care, or at that point they were still thinking the show wouldn't last, or. I don't know, maybe on some level they weren't sure if the new actors would stick around. Like, Probably. I think they just started assuming that, like, you know what, at this point, like, the floodgates are open. Any actor could leave at any time. Like, so we just, we can't invest too heavily in anybody. Jeez. So another thing that, another thing that really held it back was their insistence on keeping the Mighty Morphin costumes and um, not... Um, well, so yeah, they they ran into two two sets of problems. The first was the co- the ranger costumes not matching the uh, the monsters, and initially they were still using Jew uh, two footage, I think, which meant that the monsters yeah. couldn't match the Zords. So, like for most of the season, they just didn't have a, a complete package to work with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until they started investing a little more heavily in like making original footage that things started to pick up. The biggest reason that's a problem is not just because the fight scenes are typically the best part of Power Rangers, but because of the aforementioned issue where they didn't seem to want to put a lot of effort into the like writing of the characters and stuff. It meant that the part of the show that they were still able to produce properly wasn't able to hold things up. Yeah. Like if they would have put more effort into the like plotting for the like non Power Rangers stuff, maybe it would have, it would have been an interesting but different season, but they put the same effort of that in and just less effort into everything else. Yeah. All right. Uh, M? I didn't watch all of season two because, like, I wasn't on the show. So I was like, I, was, I'll, I listened to TWA, but I didn't watch every episode. So I will say that I probably don't have as much of a, a good idea of the whole season as an entirety that you guys do. But I will say that, like, a lot of moments in season two are moments that i remembered from my childhood like a lot of like the white ranger um like the wild west ranger stuff like a lot of a lot of like the the events that happen like zed coming in and and reading zed getting married are things that i remember from my childhood and things that stuck with me more so than season one and maybe just because like there's so much season one that it kind of gets muddled like the green ranger saga was the main thing i remember from season one because it was a huge like event thing, and there was more events in season two. The back half of season two was almost all events, actually. Yeah, so like I kind of yeah. like it stuck with me more growing up. So like it was kind of fun like revisiting it um, on the episodes that I've guested on. Um, I, I did come in the better part of season two, I think. And I think I think there's a point to be made there too that like for all our complaints, Super Terra and the Sword of Light was a huge event from my childhood. I remember like. 
Yeah, for all our complaints about the season as a whole and like the plotting and everything not being great, um, they did have a lot of individual moments that were really good. And I yeah. think that yeah. I think that's part of what yeah. kind of leads into the unevenness is like, like you said, there's a lot of stuff you remembered from this season, but they're individual moments. They're not full episodes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember how like bad resort footage mixed with like the you know monster was cut up and everything i will say that as a kid i really did like the american like putty fights i did like those a lot and i still like them and as, as a, yeah as a kid i was like oh these are like they're actually doing martial art and stuff like, like because like the actors are all real martial artists and that kind of like made the show feel more real as a kid like even though I knew it was like this is just a, this is just a silly show, I'm also I'm also seeing actual martial artists do actual martial arts, and that was cool, and th- and that and that might be the case for the Sentai too, but I don't really know that much about the Sentai to be fair. As a kid, I remember uh, preferring the uh, out of Zord fights over the Zord fights, which means I definitely didn't see this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ryan? Oh, yeah, this uh, season had a real rough patch for a while, but um, I think everything since Rita and Zed got married has been, like, my favorite part of the show so far. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that I that yeah. I will say, like, this happened earlier in the season than I expected it to, actually, but as soon as they started keying in on Zed being just a <laughs> fucking goofy-ass like overly cartoonish villain like yeah. all of all of the like moonside stuff got so much better like like Ryan's right as like re- the Rita and Zed dynamic is the best the like villain <laughs> side of things has ever been yeah yeah like i would we we talked about how the show picked up toward the end of season 2 like that's i think like that's the catalyst that's the thing that f- kind of fixed it was was Rita coming back? Like I feel like that was the moment that like this show kind of got I, I don't even want to say good again, but got enjoyable again. So <laughs> uh Matt, how about you? Um I think I largely agree with most of the points that were made here. Um I think season two is really weak overall. Or at least I didn't enjoy it as much as season one. Yeah, all I have to say, other than things that have already been mentioned, uh which I won't go over again for obvious reasons, is wow. Uh, we were kind of wrong about thinking this show got better, huh? I mean, <laughs> it can still get better. There's still a lot of time did. left. We're we're being assured oh, with the um, at this point, same confidence level I have in Ranger Wiki that that's still <laughs> to come with season three and Zeal. But mm. yeah, I I will say at the very least, and like common perception of the show has as far as we're concerned, turned out to be wrong a lot of times, you know, like most notably like, Oh, Tommy's the cool one. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, but like by and large season two is considered the worst of the three Mighty Morphin seasons. So we'll see if that bears it out. I don't know how much we're going to like season three. I don't know how it's going to compare to the first two seasons. We'll find out everyone, everyone in this group who's already watched ahead is not here. So Fuck it, we'll find out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's more exciting. We don't know what's we don't know what's yeah, fuck it, for we'll us. find out. That's that's basically the tagline for the show at this point. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, geez, Louise. So, like, yeah, so next week we're going to start watching the movie. Yay! Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's going to be fun. I like the movie. Just, like... <laughs> I, I mean, we'll see. Like, I have I have the DVD. I bought I it weeks ago. I have very fond so, memories like, of the movie, and I... Actually, I watched the movie semi-recently. Um, It was... I don't know, several months, I think, before we started talking about doing this podcast. Um, It, it was on Netflix still at the time in the United States, and, like, I saw it there, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I wonder if it holds up. And mm-hmm. I, I remember enjoying it. It's a fun movie, I think. All right. We'll see. Yeah. I guess yeah, I guess we'll see. Um but yeah, that's a milestone. We 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 made it through two seasons of Power Rangers. Now, I mean, that that's a lot easier to do when actually showing up to the podcast is extremely optional. <laughs> but fucking optional with a vengeance, I guess. But like, yeah, we fucking I wonder did how long it's gonna be before we have a main episode of the show that's all guest, no original host. <laughs> None. <laughs> uh, it's it could it's happen in one of these days. It's too much like Power Rangers, and the, the cast is just changing as it goes on. <laughs> I mean, at, yeah, I guess, I guess we could just you'll have a we could just cast. stick to the game plan, and just by like by the end of season like five, like none of us are left. Well, let's how this podcast can keep going long enough to cover all the Power Rangers. It's a leg- it'll be, a, yeah, it'll be the guess. first ever Fuck. legacy podcast. Actually, I don't think that's true. No, <laughs> I think there's other uh, podcasts no. like that. <laughs> They've got the uh, Till Death Do Us Blart. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, so final thoughts, anybody, before we wrap this shit up? My final thoughts are I'm tired and it's past my nap time. I got nothing. Okay. I think that's it for everybody. Um, all right, so let's do some plugs. Uh, Cassandra, since you're the newest person here, you can go first. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DefinitelyExists, and you can find my lewd art at mm. DefinitelyLewd. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I now understand why sometimes creepy was part of the intro. Yeah. Wait, what? I don't, I don't want creepy uh, about yeah, trying to hard. Fuck okay. you. That noise okay. you made. No, um, I was about to say, um, I don't want to drag and bag you. <laughs> Cass is like, my girlfriend. I'm man, allowed to that do that. Was real. That was some. Cre- that was cre- That was a creepy she, noise. She's my girlfriend. It's okay. Yeah, but that <laughs> creepy. Was, that's, yeah, creepy that's towards that's a significant like, other. That's not a like. Whatever. You can be creepy towards a significant other, and you might. Uh, you shouldn't. Let's ask you my wanna... other significant other. Michael, was that creepy? <laughs> I guess that's technically true. You can. You just might not want to. I'm going to be honest with you, Em. I was too busy desperately trying to quickly write a sign-off order into the chat to hear the noise. <laughs> so. uh, any case, uh, Ryan, you got anything you want to plug? Oh, um, just my Twitter. I'm at uh, ReplaceWithY, and the I and the word with is a Y instead. Okay. That's all I do. So re- replace Y-thy yeah, is basically. <laughs> all right. Um, M. Um, you can catch my uh, artwork on datachair.tumblr.com, and you can see me on Twitter at this is Emeralds, and I'm on other audio entropy podcasts like In Pursuit of Passions and Home for Infinite Losers, and War and Beast, which is the first one I've been on. <laughs> it's actually kind of the most important one. I should mention that. <laughs> All right. Um, Matt. 
Um, no plugs. I don't just know. Once, <laughs> just once could you be the one that plugs going pear-shaped. Just one fucking well, going pear-shaped. No, no, I can do it. I'll do it. I'll take... I can. Going Pear-Shaped is a podcast where you can listen to me and Mike. I don't know why you'd want to listen to that podcast, but I also don't know why you'd want to listen to this one, so <laughs> fuck me, I guess. I don't know. Thank you. No problem. And Joel. Uh, yeah, you can uh, check out my other podcast, Audio Entropy. Um, it's Digimon Digital Moncast. It's basically this show, but for Digimon. Um, we will eventually have another episode out. I would say I was gonna say by the time you hear this, but I can't actually guarantee that. Um, we've been—we're pretty sure we've been struck by a wizard's curse or something. Um, a wizard mon's curse. Yeah, in, in much curse. the same way that nothing stops teenagers with attitude, just about everything stops teenagers. <laughs> he, he's not wrong. Um, you can also check out um, audio entropy. It's kind of a painting of Dorian Gray situation. <laughs> Yeah, the more episodes of this I do, the less I do of the Digital Moncast. Um, you can also check out YouTube.com slash AudioEntropy, where we post videos. Um, some of that is stuff we stream on Twitch, uh, such as the uh, RPG that Mike is in that he mentioned earlier, Pizza Party, um, and a video show that I do with my Digital Moncast co-host, Julie, called Julie Makes the Grade, where she builds Gunpla, and I talk to her while she does it, and... Uh, Let's play of uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution that myself and Emily are doing, which should be going up shortly. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Uh, you can hear me on the aforementioned Going Pear Shaped, Home for Infinite Losers, and uh, on in Pizza Party in uh, at twitch.tv slash video entropy to watch it live when you catch it, and uh, YouTube's uh, audio entropy to watch you know, older broadcasts. And speaking of which, uh, this, we're recording it the, the Sunday before it happens, but this is going to go live after we did the big Jackbox party pack four stream. So thank you to everyone who joined us for that, <laughs> uh, slash fuck you to all of you who didn't show. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was a, uh, a fantastic time and, or an unmitigated disaster, uh, one or the other or both. But uh, thank you for Probably that. Both. And I think I think that's going to do it for us. So that's it for season two, y'all. We did it. Woo! Don't know how, Yay! but we did it. So for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Mike. I've been Joel. I've been Matt. I've been Emily. I've been Ryan. And I've been Cassandra. And may the power protect you always. Power Rangers Hyperforce, the official Power Rangers RPG on twitch.tv slash hyperrpg, Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. I am a robot lady beep boop beep boop beep beep boop.